Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? I towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boyd. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. And welcome, but we have arrived, and so has Monday, has it not? Let's go ahead and get right to it. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is the 11th day of December, Monday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Two Philadelphia police officers were shot and wounded early Sunday morning in the Holmesburg section of the city. The suspect in the shooting was also shot and is now hospitalized in critical condition. This incident began when officers responded to a report of shots being fired in the area of Cotman Avenue and the Roosevelt Boulevard at about 2.30 in the morning on Sunday. A district uh, sergeant got a radio call reporting gunshots in the area. The call provided information about a man wearing a tan puffy jacket getting into a gray Ford pickup truck and firing a gun. Officers attempted to stop the vehicle and it fled from officers, uh, taking the officers on a pursuit. Two officers with the Highway Patrol unit attempted to conduct a vehicle investigation. Uh, four officers total in total attempted to stop the individual. These individuals rammed one of the Highway Patrol vehicles. Wow. Officers say that as the two officers exited the damaged police car, the 40-year-old male operator of the gray Dodge Ram fired at them. The gunfire struck one officer in the ankle and grazed his head. The other officer suffered a graze wound to his nose. Both officers returned fire. Uh, both officer, both injured officers were transported to Jefferson Torsdale Hospital uh, and they're listed in stable condition right now. None of the officers' names were released at the time. Uh, the suspect's name has not been released, but he is said to have multiple priors, including several firearm offenses, uh, and a firearm was recovered inside the pickup truck. Julie Platt was named the new interim chair of the Board of Trustees of the University of Pennsylvania on Sunday. Platt currently serves as the vice chair. Platt will replace Scott Bach, who resigned on Saturday. Bach stepped down minutes after former Penn President Liz McGill announced her own resignation. McGill said, it's been my privilege to serve as president of this remarkable institution. It has been an honor to work with our faculty, staff, students, alumni, and community members to advance Penn's vital missions. Now, McGill came under fire after a controversial hearing on Capitol Hill regarding anti-Semitism among college campuses. Platt will serve as chair until a successor is appointed. Uh, the University of Penn is expected to announce plans for an interim president in coming days. President Joe Biden is scheduled to visit Philadelphia for a fundraising event today, marking his 19th trip to the area since taking office. He is visiting for both a campaign fundraiser and to hand out federal funds. Biden- well, now I can't use my drone, Kathy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Drones are down today. Yeah. Biden will start his visit in the city's Francisville section afternoon to 
commemorate the grand reopening of one of three shuttered firehouses. The federal government sent the Philadelphia Fire Department a $22 million grant in September, allowing Ladder 1, Engine 6, and Ladder 11 to reopen. All three have been closed for nearly 15 years since the Great Recession. The White House says that if Ladder 1 had been operating, it would have been the closest to respond to the city's worst residential fire in Fairmount last year. Some of the federal funding will also be used to hire, train, and pay 72 firefighters and EMTs for these locations. President uh, President Biden will then attend a campaign event before heading back to D.C. at around 4 o'clock. In sports this morning... The Eagles lost to the Cowboys 33-13 to last night in Dallas. What the f*** is it? Yeah, Dak Prescott threw for two touchdowns. Brandon Aubrey made four field goals, and the Cowboys pulled even in the division with their 15th straight win at the home. What is that? The Cowboys, who improved to 10-3, and won their fifth consecutive game since a loss in Philadelphia that gave the Eagles a two-game division lead. The Eagles are on the road again a week from tonight in Seattle to take on the Seahawks in Monday Night Football. The Flyers won again, beating the yeah. Colorado Avalanche 5-2 in Denver on Saturday night. The Flyers have won four straight games to improve to second place in the Metro Division. The road trip, the road trip wraps up tomorrow night with a game in Nashville against the Predators at 8 o'clock. The Sixers, who have won two games in a row, improved to 14-7. and seven, uh, And they're at home tonight to take on the Washington Wizards. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And Shohei Otani is signing a 10-year, $700 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. The two-way baseball star posted to Instagram on Saturday saying he would play for uh, his former team's crosstown rival starting next season. He wrote, I pledge to always do what's best for the team and always to continue to give uh, to give my all to the best version of myself until the last day of my playing career. I want to continue to strive forward, not only for the Dodgers, but for the baseball world. What did he say again, Kathy? And that's what I have for you this morning. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kat. <laughs> so we are ready with a Monday morning all set for a new Word of the Week prize. With, I love when we give this away, the stock car racing experience. Yeah. Pocono Raceway. Yep, we've done it. It's incredible, and we will give that away for the word of the week prize. Just get the letter at the end of the show and add them up, and by Friday we'll have a five-letter word, and we will give that away. Uh, we also have a guest on the program t- today. Uh, comedian Eric Schwartz has got a new comedy special. It's called Delivery, and it's on his YouTube page right now. I was watching some of this uh, this morning. Guy's hilarious. A- a- a multimedia, yeah. Yes. It's very cool. We'll check in with him uh, around 9 o'clock this morning via Zoom, which is uh, really cool. And we're loaded with some uh, new prizes to give away for the week, including Christmas miracles. So we're going to start. We start unloading Whoa, those really, really this week because it's a week from Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh, we are headed to the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, lovely Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. First time ever that we're doing that. We're getting ready. We're kind of tweaking things just a tiny bit. Still going to be lots of prizes to give away for our biggest fans throughout all the years, but uh, we're kind of changing the mechanism a tiny bit because we're going to be in a new building. We may as well switch it up. So with that comes a bit of nervousness, but also excitement because it's a new location and we, as you said, new things. Yeah, so we'll see how all this plays out. It's going to be a week from Wednesday, which I can't believe already. Uh, So get 
yourself set. We'll tell you when to uh, call in and get on board. And in fact, there is a uh, a party coming up, a Christmas miracle, uh, light uh, Miller Light pre party because we have the ugly sweater competition, which is taking oh, place it's a Christmas miracle with Miller Light. And uh, Marissa is going to be where are you going to be? Milk Boy on Wednesday in Center City. She'll be there from four to six p.m. It's an early appearance. Nice. Stop in, and there will be twenty seat winners chosen at the event. But we'll tell you when to call in this morning. We won't make you wait too long. We'll get it going after uh, we get through the entertainment news and all that stuff. We'll have your chance to get on board for the Christmas miracle. So get set. We'll take a break. Come back in a moment. The stupid question in the entertainment report is on the way. So uh, hang out for a bit with us on this Monday morning. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, you guys got stuck in that stuff on the on the Google Expressway this morning, right? The down yeah. tree. Yeah. Messed up. Okay. All right. Just... Sorry, I thought Nick. I thought Nick was going to say more because he was in the actual uh, backup. I, I well, you took, take the downs, he'll take the verbs. I took yeah. uh, Route Twenty Three. I took the backup, and I got stuck behind a Septa bus that uh, was also taking the that route. So terrific! It took a little while to get yeah, there this morning. Fun. Just a fun <laughs> drive in this morning. All right, stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a Hand and Stone gift card, good for a free massage or facial. And the question I pose to you is this: Which U.S. state is home? To the Lost Sea, mm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know this. Which U.S. state is home to the Lost Sea? Call right now, 215-263-WMMR. Mention some birthdays today being the 11th day of December. Uh, actress Terry Gar turns a year older. She is 79 years old. Love Terry Gar. Yeah. What a great uh, comedic, fun actress. And young Frankenstein. She's gorgeous. <sighs> it's absolutely. She's, yeah. I always had a thing for Terry Gar. She's great as, as the mom and Mr. Mom. At Dumb and Dumber. Uh, in Tootsie, that's right. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber, yep. So she turns, like I said, 79 years old today. Donna Mills played oh, wow. Abby on the primetime soap opera in the 1980s, Knott's Landing. And uh, she was a uh, bit of a bombshell. Oh, yeah. Bomb in fact, show. I just saw, I think it was Extra did it. Um, uh, Billy Bush had all of those actresses, Morgan Fairchild. Really? Like all of them come out. Those 80s. Eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Donna I, Mills looks good. That's awesome. 
awesome. Uh, we were just talking about Rita Moreno the other day. Uh, she was saying that uh, she is not planning on retiring anytime soon. Why? She's 92 years old. Yeah. Uh, she is an EGOT winner. Uh, she won uh, an Oscar for West Side Story, an Emmy for The Electric Company, the kids' show, which, she also, which Morgan Freeman was on. Right, right. Uh, um, a Tony for The Ritz and a Grammy for uh, recording for The Electric Company. Have you ever seen her, uh, the, the Ritz, the performance of the, the, the musical? Uh, no. Did they make a movie out they of that, did. too? I yeah, remember and the she's movie. In it. Yeah. She's in it. And, yeah. yeah. Her character is great. Yeah. It was it, uh, it was a hotel where there were gay uh, people there or yeah, something like that? Yeah, it was like, like, a, like, a, like a clubhouse. Or like, I forget. Yeah. Basically, that was it. Yeah. yeah I, I vaguely remember but, that. But very funny. Uh, so she turns 92 years old today. Uh, it's Nikki Six's birthday today. Nikki Six of Motley Crue, who is lucky to be alive many times over. Hey, did, how many? What is he? Woken up twice with needles in his arm? He definitely had stuff like that yeah. happen. But uh, he turns wow, sixty-five years old. He can today. retire. Yeah, he can, he can <laughs> retire now. Start to get that uh, pension. And we thought he was going to retire a couple of times, right? But, right. Uh, apparently, no. The the lure was too strong, and uh, yeah, Motley Crue carries on. So happy sixty-fifth birthday to Nikki Six. By the way, big time. Collaborator with uh, for lyrics of the band. I mean, he's not just a bass player. He's no. a big creative force in that band. Uh, Gary Dordan yeah. on the show CSI and has also been in uh, other things like Soul Food. Uh, he turns 57 years old today. Uh, Moss Def, actor, rapper, The Italian Job, Monsters Ball, among some of his credits. Moss Def sounds like the kind of character you'd found in the, find in the cantina on Tatooine. Actually, I guess I'm <laughs> saying it's wrong. It's Moss Def, right? Okay. Yeah, so he's uh, 50, I assume. I don't know. Yeah, this may come as a surprise, but I, I'm not very learned in the hip-hop oh, No, yeah, yeah, likewise. Yeah. I, you I, know I, him as an actor, I'm sure you... Oh, no, yeah, I know yeah. who he is, yeah. but I just... The pronunciation of his name is it's either Moss or Moss. And I think uh, you could go... Probably I don't. I don't think he can go wrong with either. No, Moss, there Moss. you go. Yeah, yeah. Like Caribbean, Caribbean. Right. Yeah. yeah, both of those work. Yeah, step off. Uh... <laughs> Come on, man. Step off. Back off for a child. So, Daryl Jones, he was Bill Wyman's replacement in the Rolling Stones. And he turns 62 years old, but never... The kid. There was never a real, you know, this is the Rolling Stones right. bass player after yeah, Bill yeah. Wyman left. So, But uh, he turns 62 years old today. Uh, another musician, a uh, big part of the band, but... Uh, not really a name member of Genesis, but Chester Thompson. I oh, love him. Who's a phenomenal drummer and mainly just the live stuff. He and he would, Phil was a front man too. So Phil and he would play together or Chester would just take over and play on his own. Though Chester does play on the albums for Phil Collins, some of the album stuff, solo stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, he's one of the greats. He's a guy who can play anything. And, oh, and uh, the, the drum duets Preston ah. with him and Phil Collins. Yeah. Amazing. So happy 75th birthday to the great Chester Thompson. Um... It is also Monique's birthday oh. today, uh, the actress and comedian, uh, the Parkers, uh, Soul Plane, Precious. From a book by Sapphire. Yep, and she is celebrating her 56th birthday today. We had her in the studio years ago. Do you remember that? No. 
Yeah, and she was pointing out how she had she didn't shave her legs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was years ago. Mm. All right. Happy birthday, <laughs> Monique, and your hairy legs. Your hairy legs. And then the last birthday, we're looking at a picture now with uh, Kathy yeah. and Casey <laughs> and Monique. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then the last birthday, Haley Steinfeld. Love her. Okay, uh, so does she deserve one of these? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Even though it's in the television version of the Marvel Universe, she was on Hawkeye, and I thought that was a very well done series. In fact, I believe if I ever remember to do it, I'm going to go back and watch it again. So there, they were. There's a lot of unevenness to the uh, Marvel TV universe, but I thought they did a solid job. And also tying it around the holidays, yeah. I found that very cool. Yeah, uh, she was also in True Grit as a kid. Yeah, excellent. Ender's Game as a kid and uh, the Pitch Perfect series. Uh, she's. Stunningly beautiful, too. Yeah. She's uh, 27 years old today. All right, we will see if someone knows the answer to this question. Which U.S. state is the home to the Lost Sea? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we'll go to Randy and see if we can get an answer. Hi, Randy. Morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, buddy. All right, so what state is home to the Lost Sea? Uh, that would be Tennessee. You are correct. Oh, yes. Tennessee. And I was not familiar with the Lost Sea. It's at a place called uh, Craighead Caverns, and it is apparently the world's second largest non-subglacial underground lake. I had no idea. It's the largest one in the country and the second largest in the world. It's so it's so, underground. It's like places like that that I've never heard of. That I want to go see. I know. I want to go check that out at some point. And I know I never will. So yeah. There you go. So it's, it's good to make lists of things you'll never do. I'll never do. Yeah. All right, Randy, we're going to set you up with a hand and stone gift card. Good for a free massage facial. And you can give the gift of glow this holiday season with a gift card. The hand and stone massage and facial spa by spa pack, package and get a free massage or facial gift card. Anyone will enjoy the massage services and the rejuvenating glow. Their facial services provide restrictions with apply. You can see the spa for full detail. At the box office, the number one movie was The Boy and the Heron, uh, the anime film. Yeah, did I've heard very, good things. Very well. And it was followed up by Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, then you had Godzilla Minus One, Trolls Band Together, Wish, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Number seven was Napoleon. And then you had Waitress, Animal, and The Shift rounding out the box office. Uh, speaking of movies, it was uh, sad as uh, Oscar-nominated actor Ryan O'Neill, star of several landmark films, including Love Story and Paper Moon, has died, according to his son Patrick, posted the news on social media, and he was 82 years old. I was always a, uh, a fan of Ryan O'Neill's, um, but man, that guy, <laughs> troubled life, yeah. troubled family, and I, I honestly, I think he's the flashpoint of what caused everything to be so tumultuous. His son Patrick said, my dad passed away peacefully today with his loving team by his side, supporting him and loving him as he would us. He added, my father, Ryan O'Neill, has always been my hero. I looked up to him and was, oh, he was always bigger than life. Uh, Ryan's uh, breakout role came in 1964 on the nighttime soap opera Peyton Place. After starring in several TV shows throughout the 1960s, O'Neill made an 
indelible mark on the movies in the 1970 adaptation of Eric Siegel's novel Love Story, in which he starred opposite Ally McGraw. Uh, the tearjerker film told the story of wealthy Ivy Leaguer, uh, Ryan O'Neill, whose character marries an outspoken and irreverent girl, only to watch her die of a terminal illness. Among other things, it popularized the line, love means never to say, means never having to say you're sorry. So this was the first time I ever heard preppy. Oh, really? Yeah. Preppy was oh, used? I kept calling him preppy. Yeah. When uh, Peyton Place, that was before my time, it was uh, it was a nighttime soap. soap yes. Yeah. Uh, but was it like the, uh, like we were talking about Knott's Landing? Yes. Along those lines? Yeah, and Mia Farrow was one of the cast members, too. Yeah. Of Peyton Place. It was There was a, a movie, and then a, I think a book had preceded that. But yeah, it was popular, super popular. Uh, he also found success in comedy, playing opposite uh, Barbara Streisand in What's Up, Doc, and the main event. What's Up, Doc is one of my favorite comedies. It is meant to be a tribute to the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Uh, Peter Bogdanovich uh, di- directed it, and it's um, it's great. It's just pandemonium. Uh, Streisand said that she was sad to hear the news of the actor's death. She said he was funny and charming, and he will be remembered. Um, later starred in a Love Story sequel uh, called Oliver's Story, which flopped at the box office. Uh, the actor's uh, eclectic resume included starring with his daughter, Tatum O'Neill, in Paper Moon, for which she won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. And the word is that he <laughs> kind of held that against her. Right. And the Stanley Kubrick director, Perry piece, uh, Barry Lyndon. One of my favorite movies. Off screen, O'Neill had a long relationship with Farrah Fawcett, uh, which provided endless fodder for the tabloids. A relationship followed earlier marriages to actress Joanna Moore and Lee Taylor Young. Uh, he trained to become a professional boxer before he began uh, pursuing acting, appearing in several TV westerns, and eventually landing his regular role on Peyton Place. Um, his more recent credits included recurring roles on the TV shows Bones and Bull, along with appearances on Desperate Housewives and the reboot of 90210. It was in his contract initially that he only be in things that begin with the letter B. Yeah. Um, but then he relaxed that. Yeah. Figured there'd be more work. You know, I, I, like you're naming all these movies and shows that I haven't seen any of. Them. Really? Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I, it sits in a pocket of time where they were they were huge, but I think a, a lot of people now have, have forgotten about us. You know, a lot of his work. You remember? You remember the movie The Main Event with Barbara Streisand? Nope. Okay. He's the boxer in that. It's kind of a rom com. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and his daughter Tatum off-screen relationship was strained for many years. She struggled with addiction, and in 2011, uh, the father and daughter starred in a reality series called Ryan and Tatum, The O'Neills, which was on the OWN network. I don't remember that at no, all. No, neither do I. Because uh, uh, Tatum O'Neill was, I, I had a crush on her when I was a kid. You know, we were roughly the same age. And, Bad news bears. Uh, and in 2020, Tatum O'Neill's son shared on social media that the family had reconciled. Uh, the actor had four children in addition to Tatum. Uh, he had son Griffin with uh, Moore. He also had a son, Redmond James, uh, with Fawcett. Uh, Patrick O'Neill, a sportscaster, was from his marriage with Taylor Young. His brother, actor Kevin O'Neill, died earlier this year. Remember the story about uh, him and I think it was Patrick getting into a brawl. Yeah, I remember there was yeah. uh, there was some kind of physical thing that happened. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a it's been a difficult uh, and tumultuous life. But uh, eighty two years old, uh, and then there's another uh, death which is really sad to hear. I I don't know the show uh, Honey Boo Boo. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. But uh, it's terrible. That, uh, one of the kids died. Anna Chickadee Cardwell. Yeah, oh, no. died on Saturday. She had stage four adrenal carcinoma. 
know her. She was 29 years oh, old. Oh, wow. I know, Aww. right? Uh, Mama June announced the news on Instagram on Sunday, writing with the breaking heart. We are announcing that uh, Anna Marie is no longer with us. She passed away in my home last night. Uh, June wrote, uh, adding that uh, Carwell gave her one, she gave one hell of a fight for 10 months. She passed away with her family around her. Um, Alana Honey Boo Boo Thompson paid tribute to her late sister on Instagram on Sunday as well, writing, I really don't know what to say as my heart is completely broken watching my 29-year-old sister this past, this last year battle this horrible disease hasn't been easy. Uh, Anna was a fighter and still is. Lord, please wrap your arms around her two babies and our family as the next couple of days will make this all a reality. I think briefly, oh. she was the caregiver to Alana Honey Boo Boo, that when the mom was off in rehab and all that stuff, I think no it was kidding. her older sister that was taking care of her. Wow, that's sad news. Mm-hmm. All right, on to other things. We had a couple of deaths. We'll move on to this. Jada Pinkett Smith told the Daily Mail in an interview, which was published on Saturday, that she is grateful that her husband, Will Smith, slapped Chris Rock at the Academy Awards. And the reason for this is she believes it saved her marriage. What oh. the f- I thought they were together. I, I know. Dude. What an annoying crocker crap. It saved what a, her marriage. What marriage? You said you're not together. And then they, she says she is. And then they're not. And now the slap, which oh, she initially uh, was against, now is a marriage saver. So she said, after all those years trying to figure out if I would leave Will's side, it took that slap for me to see that I will never leave oh, him. Okay, he's up. Who knows where our relationships would be if that didn't happen. She feels that he could help improve their sex life if he would choke out Keenan Thompson. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, and listen. So, so anytime not he acts just aggress- saving the marriage, right. but the sex life, right. too. If he acts aggressively to another person, it really benefits their marriage. Uh, Push so, someone down the stairs, Will. Yeah, she had said that they had been secretly separated since 2016. So what, yeah, yeah like, Kathy, what, what what marriage are you saving? What marriage are you saving? What do you say? Separated. Uh, she said, I call it the holy slap now. Oh, shut up, woman. Because so many positive things came after it. The holy slap? Uh, Wait till Chris Rocket addresses this. Oh, yeah. She said that moment of the S hitting the fan is when you see where you really are. I mean. Shut up. The dude, let us not. He assaulted him. What happened? The dude stands up, walks up, and assaults the guy on national television. And she's seeing it as a plus. Oh, my God. You know, this was a notion that was originally floated when it first happened. Like, do you think that this was, you know, that she was impressed by her, by him standing up to to him? and, and, And so, but everyone dismissed that. Even she dismissed that. Now she's saying, yeah. Now she's I saying that, dug it. That, that it did. I it wish you had kicked him in the ball. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would have made yeah. for even right. funnier television. You get over here and let's F right on the table. I mean, that would have been, you know, it, 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 right. it would have been as shocking, but adding a little bit of humor. Because when up, people get hit in the nuts, it's funny. Presley, he walks up with his hand cocked, but then kicks him in the <laughs> Even better. A little fake out. I love it. You know, when there's a couple and you like one, but really you don't like the other. And it's like, should we hang out with them or not? Because I feel like that's them. Now, he was the idiot that that slapped Chris Rock. But like, 
she's so annoying. I think that I would skip hanging out with Will Smith because she's so damn annoying. Well, there's really? been such a morass of conflicting information and stuff that she's saying, and she was selling her book, and, um, you know, uh, uh, who knows? It's just a complete reversal of what she was originally saying about the whole thing, about it was an embarrassment, and, and she originally said, I was standing there, I was sitting there watching like I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and I, I you know, and I, I you know, the, the body language that he says he read was not what I intended and blah, blah, blah. And now she's saying, hey, that yeah. was pretty it wild. saved our marriage. Yeah. Marriage saver. She <laughs> shot him. So listen, if you're if you're having trouble in your relationship, yeah. beat, beat up the neighbor. get up and walk over to a random person and hit him. Yeah. In It'll the face. This is for you, Damien. See if that works for you. Oh my God, yeah, it's right out of the omen. God. Actually, don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kiki Palmer gave fans a glimpse at how she's doing after she was granted a temporary domestic violence restraining order against her ex-boyfriend Darius Jackson last month. On Saturday, the actor shared an Instagram reel showing herself standing in a kitchen in a bathrobe and holding her nine-month-old baby. And she wrote, when reality TV doesn't ma- when reality TV makes everyone believe all celebrities' lives are just one big marketing strategy and scheme, but my life is truly unraveling at the seams and I just wear trauma like a Dolce Gabbana coat. All right. Because Sharon <laughs> didn't raise no Bitch, she wrote. Well, that's beautiful. Sharon's her mom, by the way. So that's how she's living her life. If right I now. were her, I would convince, I would first start uh, seducing Will Smith and then start down talking the ex who was abusive to her. Ooh. Yeah. Send him yeah. over. Yeah. And uh, that's a good idea. Start using I got a lot of slapping to do. Yeah. Uh, the whole weekend is filled up with slapping. So according to Us Weekly, Sophie Turner is excited about her blossoming romance with uh, Peregrine Perry Pearson. Peregrine Perry Pearson? Please. From Paloma? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sophie has been casually dating a few people since her split from Joe, a source told the outlet, adding that the Game of Thrones actor really seems to like spending time with Perry. The source also is shared... Is she the professional pole vaulter? ...that the pair <laughs> have gotten progressively closer over the last few weeks. This is perplexing. And uh, this comes after Turner and Joe Jonas announced in September that they were divorcing. So she's uh, she's uh, back up and running. Is he even associated... Associated with anybody that he's dating now? Uh, Joe Jonas, not that I know of. By the way, maybe she just likes alliterative names. Yeah, Joe Jonas, like so, like uh, Peregrine Pearson, right? Like in yeah. the Marvel world. Yeah, maybe like that. So maybe she sees a superhero in all of these people. Stan Lee. Yeah, no. Well, Stan Lee would always. That was his thing. He would always name the. Uh, oh, the, yeah. I yeah. thought you were pointing out <laughs> Stan Lee. <laughs> That's not a lie. Uh, no, but you are correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Weekly, Us Weekly reports that uh, Joe Manganiello and Caitlin O'Connor made their red carpet debut on the Children of Armenia Fund Gala on Saturday. Always a great gala. Uh, The couple were first linked in September, and this marks the True Blood actor's first relationship since he and Sofia Vergara Vergara announced uh, in a joint statement in July that they were divorcing after seven years of marriage. So Uh, I don't know who she is. uh, Sofia Vergara? No, I I think she's a model. Okay. A model actress. Yep. uh, But uh, they usually are. Uh, the word for their split was apparently pressed in that uh, Manga Nanga Nanga yeah. was uh, more of a homebody, while Sofia Vergara was more uh, inclined to go want to go out. And uh, those two different um, life patterns 
weren't coinciding. They just didn't match up. I yeah. think sometimes they can, though. Yeah, you know, if you, I agree. Yeah, you just you, you accommodate and you have your time together when you have it, and that's it. Yeah, but apparently it did not work out for those guys. And uh, but the Manga Man. Now he's Manga Man has moved on. Now, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see what am I doing here? Out of the press. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. I don't have the Charlie Sheen Freaking clips. Casey's taking a dump. Yeah, he had to. He had to step out for a moment. So, uh, so he uh, gave up drinking nearly six years ago. He gave up drinking nearly freaking six years ago uh, to focus on raising his kids. Because I'm a real dad. Uh, next month, he said, "I'll be six years sober." He's, he's in a People magazine interview. People. He said, "I have a very consistent lifestyle now, and it's all about uh, single dad stuff and raising my 14 year old twin." Boys, Max and Bob. Uh, nowadays, he, he wakes didn't up. His daughter. He said he wakes up around four thirty or five a.m. to get an early jump on the news, workout, answer emails, and help gets his kids ready for the day. He said, "Then I get the kids up. Oh, wow, help them with their morning routine, if you can call it a routine. Then some freaking vacuuming, freaking polishing, freaking cleaning, <laughs> freaking laundry." Freaking do the bills. Uh, Sheen, who shares the twins with his ex-wife, Brooke Mueller, is also dad to daughters uh, Sammy, who is 19, and Lola, who is 18. That's with his ex-wife, Denise Richards, as well as daughter Cassandra, who is 38. Wow. From high school girlfriend, Paula Prophet. So Sammy's the one that just had a boob job that has the OnlyFans account? Really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the, the uh, and he's giving his blessing. Uh, she said that he decided... It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a little hard. You can't do that. Uh, it's she, embarrassing. She said he decided to get sober after going back on a promise he made uh, to his daughter while he was drunk. Ah. Uh. He said, one morning I'd forgotten that my daughter had an appointment I'd promised to drive her to, and I'd already had a couple of pops that day. He said, so to call my friend, I had to call my friend Tony to take us. When we got her there on time, uh, we did get her there on time, but it broke my heart because she was in the back seat, and I just could tell what she was thinking. Why isn't dad driving? So I got home, sat with that for the rest of the day, and the next morning I just stopped. Mm. And that's what that's the way it can go sometimes. You know, your well, kids, uh, you know that you've embarrassed yourself horribly yeah. in front of your children. Absolutely. And it's like, I, what am I doing? I can't do this anymore. And you can't not, not yeah, I'm celebrate yeah. six years sobriety. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, you know, it may be better late than never. Uh, Sheen, who says he gave it freaking late than never. Uh, the drugs long before he ditched the bottle, noticed that uh, it wasn't an easy process. He said, I think uh, the first month I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a month just to see if I feel any better. And if my interactions with those that are closest to me improve. And uh, they did, he said. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go another month. I'm and a warlock. Then I got traction. I had momentum. And he said that uh, there was just instant evidence that this was the side I needed to be on. I could be in denial about that anymore. I wonder if he still, even though he's he's straightened up, there's still got to be a little bit of that. Oh yeah, bizarre Charlie oh, yeah. in there. You know, I'm sure he's absolutely gotten rid of a lot of it, but he's still got to. You know, be- they say the egg corn doesn't fall far from the elephant. <laughs> Or something like that. Uh, so he said uh, there was insanity. was denial isn't just a river in Egypt. Uh, now that he feels comfortable in his sobriety, he's ready to make his Hollywood comeback after watching his reputation crumble following his infamous 2011 meltdown in March 2011. He was the highest paid actor on TV yes, at the he time. Was, yeah, he was fired from 
famous hit series going on a series of profanity-laced rants. Uh, during that time, uh, Sheen, who was on what he called an epic drug run, did several interviews epic. in which he coined the terms winning and tiger blood, of course. Tiger blood, yeah. silver surfer. All that stuff. Warlock. Oh uh, it was the, uh, it was the, uh, the what was it, the, the, the bullet of truth? That the missile tor- torpedo, torpedo of truth, the torpedo can't handle it of truth tour with Jeff Ross a- for a while. Do you remember that? Yeah, Jeff had to host it. Yeah, because- that mess. Uh, did you go to that, Marissa? I went to actually two, uh, oh uh, two, not screenings, but two shows of it. The first one, he did not have a host, and he thought that he could just go up there and right. do a two-hour show. Yeah. Um, it was terrible. So we- then uh, in Atlantic City, he brought Jeff Ross on, who at least hosted it and made it good. But it was all um, audience-driven. He just kind of opened it up to the audience, and, and he's like, questions? hey, uh, who's got a question? Yeah. And that was it. And no was one was there. Good? Was it? I, he was telling good stories, but nobody was there to like line up the people who were coming out of the audience. How much? Or there was just no just random ske- what whatsoever. How yes. much of the show in that initial that first time you saw it was him remembering stories, and how much was audience interaction? Steve, it was a long time ago, but I am <clears throat> thinking it was like ten or fifteen minutes of him just talking, and then he was like, "Hey, do you guys have any questions?" Oh my god! And then it was yeah. like ninety oh my minutes god. of totally. trying to get questions. From so, the audience. Um, anyone have a question or something? <laughs> <laughs> Where was it? Was that the tower? Um, yes. And then the second one was uh, down in Atlantic City. Hey, to the people who ask questions, could you uh, ask them again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those who have never stepped on the stage yeah. with with uh, with a microphone and <laughs> and no material, right? You have. I mean, I mean, with no real direction of what to do, you have no idea how. Uh, it, it just feels, it's so empty, and it feels like you have forever to fill. Um, now I'm going to do my one-man version of the movie Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot more characters oh in that. God. Well, and then the questions were bad. I'm because sure. it was of just course. like bros running Nobody up. Vetted it. Nobody yeah. fielded them. No. Yeah. There, there are two options that night. Go watch a fresh car accident or go see Charlie Sheen. <laughs> right. And I went twice. <laughs> that time, though, like for us, was like watching that was like, it was oh, amazing. It was, it was amazing. He was crumbling in front of everyone and was was proudly throwing all that <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah, uh, Sheen says he's now proud of the choices that he has made and the man that he has become. All um, right, teach yeah. his own. Yeah. Uh, a couple other quick things, and we'll move on to the clips. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Grey's Anatomy spinoff Station Nineteen will be ending with its seventh season. I, I've heard there's a massive writing campaign for the show. Have you heard this, huh? Preston? Uh, Did no. you watch it? No. Okay. No. Executive producer Shauna Rhimes said goodbye to the show on Instagram on Friday. Uh, wrote, a grateful for an unforgettable run, a heartfelt salute to the exceptional cast, whose brilliance brought the characters to life and to the viewers who continued to make it possible. Thank you for the magic, the moments, and the memories. Uh, so she posted alongside a photo of the cast. We uh, freaking miss you. Jana Lee Ortiz, who has played Andy Herrera on the show since 2018, shared her post, uh, showed uh, Rhymes' post to her Instagram story remote. Still processing this. The love runs so deep. Thank you, Shonda. And then one final story. Uh, Julia Stiles made a surprise cameo on Saturday Night Live over the weekend. Uh, during the weekend update segment, cast member Chloe Feynman said, uh, the perfect holiday gift this year is the dance that Julia Stiles does at the end of the 2001 movie Save the Last Dance. Yeah. yeah. And so 
so she's doing some of it, and then all of a sudden Julia comes out. That's and they awesome. Did, they did like a segment that supposedly wasn't in I the yet, movie. Have yet to watch it. That's cool. Uh, so they uh, they they did indicate that her character uh, gets into Juilliard after the audition. Um, yeah, uh, she was. She had her. She was also in Ten Things I Hate About You. She dances in all her movies. She da- oh, does she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought she was pretty adorable. Yeah. Yeah. And she was good in the Bourne series. Yeah. 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 So, all right. uh, We're ready for clips. All right. uh, Drum roll, please. All right. Let us begin with this one. The Artful Dodger tells a tale of 15 years after the events of Oliver Twist. Jack Dawkins' past returns to haunt him as he moves back to the world of crime after leaving behind pickpocketing to become a surgeon. In this clip, actor Thomas Brody Sangster talks about his character's struggles with wanting to fall in love, but his past is knocking on his door. Yeah, I think it goes back down to love, really. He, he's, uh, his experience of love has not been the best, so I think he's a little a little afraid and intimidated by the idea of, of love in general, but yeah, he desperately wants it, as we all do. But it means that you have to expose yourself, it means you have to completely let you, let, let everything go, and um, that's, that's a very hard thing for people to do in general. <laughs> Up, huh? Season one of The Artful Dodger is streaming on Netflix. Here's the next step. Silent Night is a new thriller about a grieving father who enacts his long-awaited revenge against a ruthless gang on Christmas Eve. And here, actor Joel Kinnaman talks about what it was like to prepare for a role with little dialogue. Yeah, I think it goes back down to love. Okay, that's the same one. He sounds just like the other guy. Full Dodger. All right, here we go. Usually the text, you know, the text becomes sort of an anchor point and it, it helps, like, propel you emotionally into the scene and, and telling the story. And, and when you remove that, you're you're completely dependent on the actual emotion that you're feeling. So, you know, as an actor, there's no hiding. You have to be true in the moment or your eyes are going to tell that story. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Silent Night is in theaters now, by the way. All right, and that's it. That's it. Get the hell out of my way. I'm done. That's all the entertainment I want. What the hell, what the hell do you want me? Santa's got to go. Freaking got to go. Got to go. Uh, we are going to have on the program uh, comedian Eric Schwartz. Around 9 o'clock, we will talk to him. And uh, we're also going to give away some Christmas miracle passes. You know what? Screw it. Really? I'd like to give away some right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So we are going to be doing the Christmas Miracle. Uh, This is coming up on uh, Wednesday the 20th, I believe. So excited. And we are headed to uh, Phoenixville for the first time, the Colonial Theater. And if you win a seat, you'll be eligible to be called up on stage to compete for great prizes live on air. Everyone in attendance in the audience will be uh, up for some drawings throughout the morning. Yes. You can go to WMMR.com for another chance to win. But I will take callers 10, 11, 12, and 13 at 215263WMMR. Don't forget, it's the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater edition of the party. So wear your ugly sweater and you can win some good stuff from our friends at Miller Lite. All right. In order to win that, you have to be at least 21 years of age or older. So we'll take those callers now, 215-263-WMMR, and we'll get you on board for the Christmas miracle. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a sec. Stay with us. The MMR is coming to your neighborhood. Join Marissa.
Melissa from the Preston and Steve Show, Wednesday from 4 to 6, for a Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition pre-party at Milk Boy, 1100 Chestnut Street in Center City. Enter for a chance to win passes for Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Complete details at WMMR.com. A little later on this morning, we'll do some more uh, Christmas Miracle invites. I thought this was... uh, this was pretty cool. This is a letter that was sent uh, internally here to WMMR about the event. And uh, even the clergy wants us to have a good time at the <laughs> Christmas miracle. This is a letter from Father Peter Paprosky at Holy Ghost Orthodox Church. Nice. And he wrote in uh, to our staff and said, I wanted to see if perhaps Holy Ghost can partner with you for parking. While the streets are open, there still may be issues with parking, and we'd be happy to provide parking. Knowing if our grounds are solid, i.e. not rainy or muddy on the lawn, we can easily park over 200 cars. Otherwise, we have well over 100 paved and hard ground spots available. And if you're looking for guaranteed parking for radio production, staff, etc., we can reserve for you uh, if you like. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that nice? There we, that is a Christmas miracle. Uh, they said, we enjoy working with the Colonial Theater and just wanted to remind you all we are willing to work with with you to make this event go smoothly and be an annual event. Take care. Looking forward to hearing from you. Well, that's the way to do it. I thought that was really nice of them. And thank you, uh, Father Peter Paprosky at the Holy Ghost Orthodox Church. So we'll find out if that's if we're going to be using that or not. I would sure. assume we would be if the well, offer is there. It's wonderful. Uh, so heads up on that. And I love that uh, Phoenixville is a great community. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, so. I haven't been there in a while. Um, I mean, I used to go fairly often. And around the holidays, I have seen it around the holidays in forever so I'm, I'm very excited yeah i haven't been there since uh i haven't been there in a couple of months so yeah it's time to go back i'm sure it's all lit up yeah yeah cool stuff. real quick you guys mind if i do a shout out do it uh this is hey president and know where to send shout outs to but here's mine uh this shout out goes to my wonderful stinky wet shard of a dad he started listening to you guys before I was born when he was uh, commuting from Hong Kong to Shenzhen. Man, the car must have gotten wet. He sent the uh, the episode with Duncan Trussell, my favorite dude ever, and I haven't missed an episode since. Neither of us have lived in Philly, and I now live in Iceland wow. while my dad is in Oregon. Uh, missed that John so bad, and listening to you guys always gives me a laugh, a snort, and a reminder of my dad. Keep it up and love you guys. So here's the chart. That's amazing. And that is from uh, Eden, who wrote in. That's uh, so, so cool. Uh, that's, uh, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, living yeah, so. far-flung areas. Appreciate that. All right, um, so I came across this article over the weekend and wanted to throw this out to you guys. Um, there was a Redditor who wanted to save money on lotion. All right, so like hand lotion. This guy doesn't keep people in a pit, does he? And these are the plastic pump bottles of lotion. The okay. thing about that is he's, he has found a way to get every last drop out of the oh, bottle. Yeah. It's the age-old dilemma yeah. of how to get every, anything out of a pump bottle. I, well, I, I put it upside down and then not don't use the pump for like the last, you know, whatever is at the bottom that you can't use. Right. That's the standard way, right? I think I have a problem when it comes to all this type of stuff. Like, I, I feel like I need to milk all of these things out as much as I possibly can. Yes. And so much so that, like, I hang on to the containers for probably, like, three days too long. Oh, I I jacked the ripper, my toothpaste container. Well, here's, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll have people chime in with their methods and what you absolutely have to get the last drop out oh, of. All right. 
All right, 215-263-WMMR. But this guy calls his method uh, clamshelling, all right? And I'll explain what it is. Oh, okay. So uh, I use the same hand soap throughout my house because you guys know how I am with scents. A lot of stuff bothers me. I've found something that doesn't bother me, so it's like in every bathroom and every room. Um, so it's, it's always the same. But again, the bottom, I don't like to throw it out. So I'll actually like turn it upside down and leave it on top of the other one, like balance it perfectly. Yeah, right. If the cat walks by, forget it. It's falling over. But like some to, sort of acrobatic team. Yeah, try to balance it as perfect as possible, go about my day and come back. And sometimes it works and sometimes it's all over the counter. Right. I'm sure the cats support that. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you have a method or something for sure that, that absolutely you will you will go to great lengths to get the last bit out of, uh, give us a call, 215-263-WMMR. So plastic pump bottles of lotion, soap, shampoo, that stuff uh, are notoriously hard to empty. The straw connection to the pump doesn't reach all the way to the bottom. No. And some of the product also gets stuck on the walls of the container, or they say strapped in the corner, or uh, trapped in the corners. So this guy posted a photo of a large glass jar full to the brim with lotion with a rubber spatula resting on top of it. Uh, in the background are what remains of several large lotion bottles. Each one has been cut apart vertically along both sides <laughs> using scissors, making it possible to open them fully. And then he uses a spatula to scrape Jeez. out the remaining lotion. That's a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. But he's making sure. Run he's this by me again. All. So he takes the bottle. The bottles are kind of like right. ob- oblong shaped. So he will cut down the sides. Let's say, Steve, I'm holding a bottle. Right. Marissa, there's one sitting on my. Uh, on my uh, desk. If is you it your lotion? Grabbing that. It is my lotion. It's yep. my CeraVe. You guys know I can't go on the air if I don't That's moisturize. Right. I suffered a near meltdown. And you know what? I noticed over the weekend that I don't need to moisturize at home. I You're beautiful. To, I just have to moisturize here. Look. I don't know why. <laughs> my hands get dry the moment I step in this building. So I've got a bottle here in front of me, and he will cut... Down the sides, down this way, Steve. Yeah. And across the bottom, and then open it, open up, it up and scrape, scrape it all out. out. And then wow. he puts it into the... Like a glass container or glass something container. like that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I use the same hand lotion, by the way, uh, recommended to me by Dr. Mike. Um, and uh, But Preston, it's I use... fragrance-free. It is. have parabens, yeah. I use the cream version of it, so you can... There's a lid that you and can you unscrew. And you don't stink. Uh, you, can, you can unscrew the lid on the top and then uh, dip your hands in so you don't have the issue. Oh, However, it's a little thicker, though, than what it you is a little, Yeah, the hand cream's a little bit thicker, but when it comes to <laughs> body lotion, <laughs> I have uh, eczema relief because I have bad eczema in the wintertime. Yeah. And this is a pump where you can squeeze at the bottom, and I find that with there, when there's a squeeze on the uh, on the bottom, it does a pretty good job of getting almost all the material Most out. It, yeah. There's still some. It's better there's than the pump, so. a little it, in it's there. Be- it is better than the pump, I believe. I so agree. I go your method, Nick. I use that type of Container for things when you when it's available, uh, the pump is can be a, a pain in the ass. The pump for, is convenient though. What I will do for my um, for my toothpaste is when I <laughs> if it is the the sort of um, more metallical, I guess what is it like uh, aluminum or what are they using? Uh, what is a classic toothpaste tube made out of or the pl- or the actual plastic? I will scissor. Oh, you yeah, do? and wow. I will I will actually uh, take the toothbrush and wipe inside. Inside, oh. yeah, yeah. So you will cut that. I will cut. I will cut the toothpaste tube in half. I will cut you, I'll mother cut you, bitch. Yeah, I am one hundred percent this guy that you are describing, Preston and Steve. It sounds like a little bit too, Nick. I have a trick for you. All right. So that lotion bottle, I will do this with lotions, with makeups. Uh-huh. Um, if you 
so it's one of the the tall tubes that has a lid and you can squeeze it out the bottom. If you cut it, yeah, and then uh, sometimes you can take a Q-tip or your finger or whatever you want in there, oh. and then the top lid once you've cut it actually slides onto the bottom part. Yeah. So cut this part, the little no, nubby at the top? No, no, no. Turn it right side up so like you're squeezing it out. Yeah. And then just uh, like one quarter of the way down, oh. you snip it. Okay. And then uh, that top that you have cut can now slide onto the bottom. So it becomes a like uh, a, you can pop it open, wipe whatever you want from the inside, <laughs> and then put it back on. And so so that it equalize the, pla- the pressure. Yeah, so it's a little tr- involved there, I'm Marissa. I'm going to try the Marissa's method, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, Steve, when it comes to toothpaste, I do a, I put it on a, a flat surface and I use a uh, tweezers <laughs> to push along the uh, tube. And I usually am able to get most drops of the the toothpaste out. Right. So this guy that does the clamshelling, listen to this. So 13 empty lotion bottles clamshelled <laughs> produced 36 ounces that would normally be tossed. That's wow. a fair amount. 36 ounces is substantial. Yeah, yeah. it gets caught in like the little like Nooks and crannies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He said since these uh, two, these are 20 ounce bottles, they salvaged almost two full bottles worth of product worth just under $15 uh, according to his comments. I could do that for the KY jelly. <laughs> uh, listen, you Absolutely. can get every little bit. Okay, so the thing that I will go to the very, that I will scrape every last to the very bit. bottom uh, is my hair product. Mm-hmm. Real, what, what do you use in your hair? I use uh, Crew Forming Cream. Crew Forming now, Cream. Now, it's not in a container that takes a lot of work to get to. It's, right. in, a, it's in a regular um, uh, jar? S- screw-off top jar, but I will, I will, I will go around and almost like you know you're licking the bottom yeah, of a plant. I, I mean, I will, about. I will go around, around, around to get the last mm-hmm. little bit out of that. Now, what about that stuff? Is expensive, man. What about it's the like stuff? eighteen bucks for <laughs> one little 18 thing. Eighteen bucks. Oh my god! So what Ridiculous. about the, the the part that will sit sort of in the ridge at the bottom of the? I dig oh, that bitch out. Oh, yeah, I yeah, use yeah. my nails. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. use a Q-tip, whatever it is. I'll get it all out of there. So man. by the time it leaves, by the time you're throwing it out, it is bereft. It's bare. Product. I could eat out of it. I, oh, could, put, I could put soup in Turn there. Turn it into a juice uh, cup. <laughs> I have a, uh, a question and a request of the listening public. Uh, okay. I use a degree brand deodorant. I use a Cool Rush flavor for my armpits. And uh, when squeeze, you have to roll it up right? or, or, or twist it up. Yep. Uh, there's inevitably... 5% of that stuff that's left in there, and you end up with this thing that scrapes the bottom of your armpit. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. But it's my favorite type of deodorant. I yep. like the smell of it, and it does a great job with sweating. So, is there any no, method? No, it's time to get rid of it no. when it's scraping Kathy, your armpit. Right, this wait, is wait. a man in, in crisis, and I understand what he's saying. Thank you, Steve. And I'm, listen, this is messed up, right? Um, but I, I have s- an idea. Uh, okay, but I've saved... Oh, God. I've saved about <laughs> oh, man. 12 of these things, and I'm going to take a picture when I get home today, because I, 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 I've been waiting for this conversation. You want to save what's in in there? I want to figure out what I can do with oh it. So when God, Nick is at the bottom yeah. of a, 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 Shut up. a of a of a, a deodorant, there's always a percentage of it that sticks to the lifting mechanism. Yes, and you can't. There's you don't nothing have to, you you do it do. to dig it right. out. If, yes. uh, I, I know what you're talking about, and I will do it till it's painful. By the way, yeah. yes. so it's actually scraping layers of my yeah. skin off my inner part bed. Here's ah! what I think. Here's what I think you can do. <laughs> I think you can take a cotton ball, and I haven't done this yet. Oh, and kind of swab it, little dabbing, a little dabbing, yeah, and then. 
use the cotton ball on your armpit. All right. Hold on. You, know, you might Here's get some th- little cotton ball dingleberries in your hair there, but I think it'll work. But you're saving on deodorant. Yes. Nick, I also think that there's not as much as you think that's there. I think that there's, I a, plas- there's a plastic piece under there, and what you're seeing is right. the tiniest bit. Like, if you if you did that cotton ball, you're not going to get enough to get under one armpit. It's enough to get a day out. Yeah. I think you could. Yeah, and that's what uh-huh. you're, like, you're always looking for that extra day, more right? Day. Yeah. yeah, just one more day. Yeah. Kathy, when I get home today, I'm going to take a picture of all my used bottles okay. or used uh, containers, yeah, and right. I'll tag you on Instagram, and okay. you, you can make a comment. <laughs> Let me get some calls. Is, uh, people have some ones we haven't thought of. Let me go to uh, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. Good morning, Itch. Good How mor- are you today? Good morning to see you, Jackie. All right, so what do you squeeze the absolute <laughs> last bit out of a container? <laughs> This is Jackie from Spring Mountain, and I am a proud drinker of box wine. Box wine, right. okay. Kathy, you'll agree. Don't Thanks waste any of that. Wine. Yep. Right. Jackie from Spring Mountain. So the um, boxes of wine come with these very uh, elegant plastic thickets. <laughs> and when you and inside the box is a is a thick plastic bag. Yes. So to get the last ounce of wine, you have to take the bag out of the box. You have to cut the bag with a scissor and pour it from the opposite end into your wine. Yeah. So, Jackie, okay. are you basically okay. turning it into a wine bagpipe? Uh, exactly. Pretty much. Okay. Exactly. Wow. Uh, yeah. sounds at all. And yeah. so, Kathy, you've been in the same... Well, uh, that makes sense, Jackie. The deodorant, Nick, not so much. I think Nick... So, Nick, to Nick's point, and, and Jackie, uh, maybe you can... <laughs> maybe you have some expertise in deodorant as well. Uh, there is a lot more than you would think because that thing traditionally in the deodorant container has grooves in it to hold the deodorant. Right. Jackie, by the Nick, way... Nick needs to switch to the deodorant that's a gel, and then when you turn it, ugh. it comes out with yeah. little holes. That that's you. true. Yeah, that's a good point. yeah I know, that's... but I like this kind, you know, and it does it does wonders for my pits, Jackie. Well, if you start drinking the boxed wine, you won't care. You don't care. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Hygiene goes out the window. <laughs> Jackie, have you ever have you ever been scorned for uh, going to great lengths to get those last few drops? No, no. Right, my good. husband totally knows that that's the, how you get the last. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. That's just how it's done. All right, Jackie. Thanks for calling. Absolutely. Have the best day ever. All right, you too. We'll see you later. All right, I'm going to go to. Let's go to Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Natalie? Uh, so my husband <laughs> and I, we buy the golden mustard disposable. Sure. Yes. It's impossible <laughs> to get the mustard out toward the end. And I'm telling you, when he, he cuts the it in half and he'll take a spatula, it's good for about two or three more hot dogs. <laughs> Uh, and two or three hot dogs. I think that's, that's worth it. Yes, yeah. I think it's worth. It. But he does the he does the cutting open and you, the cl- the clamshell method. Yes, he cuts it open, takes that spatula. You know, I'll, I'll occasionally make fun of them, but you know, he's like, you can't believe how much is in here. Okay, it will not come off the side. Nothing. It's it's a horrible like. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you brought this up. Thank you for the uh, the call, by the way, Natalie, because I think I have a product in mind because I am with Natalie's husband in that mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise, the condiment bottles, um, the the squeeze bottles. Right, right. exactly. Um, the Getting the last bit out of those is laborious, and it drives me crazy because I'm like, I think I can get one more sandwich out of this. Right. Yeah. And I, I would like to, and Casey, like you, I'm an idea guy. Yeah. I don't have the actual follow through on how to do this, but an at home centrifuge okay. for <laughs> your bottle. I get okay? it. Okay. Spin it to so, the bottom. So, yeah. And, and it would spin around, and gravity <laughs> would force all of that. Yeah. 
you know, like you see these in uh, in in laboratories or NASA, where, they, where they'll put the uh, you know the test tubes where they have to spin around, right. and For whatever reason, they need a centrifuge to separate things. I think that would work perfectly, and it would push all the mustard or ketchup. And ketchup drives me crazy because I get down to the right, right. The, the queef, shake, 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 queef. queef, shake, shake, yeah. shake, shake, queef, shake, 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 queef, over queef and your over. Booty. Yeah, queef your booty, shake, 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 shake. Was that a commercial campaign? It was, yeah, for Heinz, for Heinz. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, because it was, okay. there was just a little bit left. It's one of the only instances in which the ketchup and mustard packets are better than the bottles because you can actually you can get, get all everything. of that. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. you still have to be. Yeah, I'd be using that uh, the 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 uh, whatever you use, Nick, to get the toothpaste out. That same method, you want every yes. last bit of it out. There's uh, this thing they use the nail salon. They put the bottle and nail polish in it. They don't use it to get the very last of the nail polish. They use it to mix up the nail okay. polish. So like they're a not paint shaker. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of so you could shake, shake. But there's <laughs> So you know, if if you if they did one for a lotion bottle or shampoo bottle or whatever, I would it would have to work. Similar, so just, so, you know. Thinking statistically, all right, about this, how do you talk about the percentage that is left in bottles all the time? I mean, you bought the product. Yeah. How much is do you routinely dispose of? And just say, okay, I'm not going to get that. It. By the way, when I was a kid and we would go to the uh, hardware store to get paint mixed up, I was fascinated by the paint shaker. Oh, my God. It was a it was a piece of machinery oh my God. that just blew me amazing. away for whatever reason. All right, I'm going to go to uh, Julie. Uh, Julie Jerkoff. Hi, <laughs> Hi Julie. Good morning Gadzooks. to you. Gadzooks. Hi, Julie. What's going on? Uh, so I have to get the absolute last bit out of the peanut butter jar. Okay. And do you have a method that you use? Because so that's a lot. That's hard to get all that stuff out. They make a special knife for it now. What? What kind of, what does it look like? The peanut butter knife? Um, it, it looks similar to like a normal butter knife, but it's much larger and has like ra- more rounded edges on the bottom. So you okay. can get in the bottom of the jar. Okay. Oh, I see it. Peanut butter is something that I will, when, when it gets that low, I'll start using my fingers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, I'll just, just scrape yeah. it off the way. You mean, ooh. You're sticking your fingers in the peanut butter jar? He's going to eat it. Are people throw, eating from I, it? No, I'm about to throw it away. It's the very end, Kathy. Within your hands what are you, are all sticking you sticking your penis in it? You can also use bread. Just put the bread That's in there. That's what I do. <laughs> you, you, you right? Okay, yeah, this works. bread is going to be kind of clumped up. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. You take the bread, you ball it up, and you the same way you might roll up a uh-huh. piece of paper towel, you just, and you... Stop it up like a spaghetti. Could exactly. you throw it in there? Like a let's, spaghetti. Let's say if it's at the very bottom, you just throw some bread in there and use like a spoon and kind of... Well, you I, could do that. Wrap it up and make a little... Or yeah. put it in a centrifuge. Well, I haven't gone like that, that far. I just like uh, okay. scraping the sides of the peanut butter jar with the bread itself. Oh. And uh, there's a lunch. Julie, have you ever done the bread method? I have not. Okay. There you go. Oh, she has the peanut butter knife. Well, I'm intrigued by the to. knife. I'm going to look into that, Julie. Thank you. That's a good Kinda Christmas has gift. Like, has like a have little a like one, lip right, at, the, at the end of it. And so it would fit into, you know, uh, into the bottom of the jar where everything kind of, because the jar uh, kind of pops up in the middle. So it will get all the edges and you can kind of scrape the edges of the peanut know, butter jar. I know somebody who that'd be a great gift for. Send me that, uh, Kathy, okay. if you would, please. All right, Marissa. All right, one step further to use even the peanut butter that is scraped on the sides. And this works for jelly or anything in a jar. Um, Make a sauce in that container. Okay. So like a peanut sauce and you shake it up with soy sauce or rice wine vinegar. And also if you have like jelly, you can use whatever's left in there in like a okay. dressing. You just gave me a great idea for the last bit of mustard because yep. mustards are used in a lot of Dijon's. Yes. Or I mean, of um, uh, like um, uh, vinaigrettes. Uh-huh. That's a great uh-huh. idea. 
Uh-huh. So you combine two things that you're doing. For example, yeah. if you're icing a devil's food cake, use your poop knife. Use oh, your poop yeah, knife. Yeah. Actually, I think it would be good for... Uh, for it probably was made for that. Any, it's. I, I think it actually is probably made for that. We just turned it into a poop knife, but uh, nonetheless. And those are available for yes. Christmas gifts at the uh, MMR Rock Shop. All right. Uh, obviously, uh, toothpaste is a big one, and Shane's been on hold for a while, so let me go to him. Hi, Shane. Good morning. Hey, good morning to see you all. Good, <laughs> good morning, buddy. What's up? Representing the YouTube community here. Oh, nice. Oh, thank you, buddy. Say <laughs> so, yeah. You're all talking about toothpaste ketchup, and I'm the type that will suck it dry for anything that I buy. <laughs> so, um, so with the toothpaste, like Nick was saying, against the flat surface, and then I will hold it by the face just before the cap screw. I will twist it completely and then push it down and get that last. Yeah, yeah, down. same, same yeah. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you have it rolled up, you push with your thumb into the into the cap, the top of the cap, yep. to get that last bit. And I've I have strangled. I've gored, I punch. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you brutalize that tube. Have you ever used the scissor method to cut it and scoop it out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, can you do that after you do that hardcore pushing, yes. crushing thing? Yes. You can get one more. There's still yeah. some in there. Out of it. Okay. Hey, listen, I will fillet that thing open and lick it off. <laughs> yeah. it it's going to end up in your mouth anyway. I've done that as well. It's yeah. going right, in your mouth. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. These are all good methods. I like this. Uh, and then, Nick, what is this text here? I thought this actually kind of sounds like a little dessert, Preston. Okay. For the peanut butter, you pour uh, a little bit of milk in there and then chocolate syrup. <laughs> And shake, and you kind of have a mini uh, chocolate peanut butter shake. Ooh. Oh, I, I would do that. So I would do that with like Bosco. Yeah. Or you would, um, you In know, a peanut butter jar? Well, no, with Bosco. Oh, when the, when the, when right. There's with the last of the that. The last of it, you mm-hmm. put some yes. milk in it, shake it up. So we use the Hershey's yeah, same thing. Uh, chocolate syrup. Right, right, and right. have definitely done that. You just pour milk right into right. it, shake it up, bitch. Pour it out, bitch. You got, <laughs> you got your chocolate milk, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to Patrick next. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Hey, so with my uh, with my shampoo, my body wash, so <laughs> the pump bottles, they have a long tube, and usually the tube is pretty thick. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll put my shampoo bottle, I'll put the bottle on the, on its side overnight, and, and when I take a shower, I'll use the tube to scrape it out and then scrape the tube onto my loofah. Okay, you you use the, the little tube. Okay, <laughs> wow, that's a wonderful little regimen you have there. I, with with yeah. shampoo, Patrick, what I do is when it gets to the very very bottom and there's nothing left in, I will add some water to the shampoo yes. bottle, shake it up, shake, shake, and then shake. rinse it over my head, and that gets the last little bit out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right. With the shampoo, I'll just like put it in my hair, and I'll just see. You I'll know, create streaks in my hair, and then wash my hair. So that's yeah. All right, I like the method. Thanks, I use Patrick. bar soap yeah. as shampoo. Patrick. Well, so I'm glad you said that because why don't they have bar soap shampoo? I mean, they bar, and because you can bar soap is the most efficient you can right. get as far you know, like you're not yep. going to lose a drop. So a more solid version of your liquid shampoo. shampoo. Yeah, that doesn't. I can see that. I mean, for, uh. for especially with people with tight. Cropped hair, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me go to another Patrick. This is Patrick P. Hi. Uh, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Morning. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good, Bob. We're talking about getting the absolute last tiniest bit drop out of whatever it is you're using and methods to do so. What's yours? 
Well, uh, uh, it's funny you guys are talking about bar soap. I have five children, and um, my wife and I use one bathroom. All the kids use a, a separate bathroom. And it's sort of become known over time that dad ends up with all those little shards of bar soap. <laughs> and I end up having to squeeze them together into this, like, brick of different bars to kind of use up the little bits of everybody Patrick. else's uh, bar soap. We used to so do that I'm all sure the time. Can, yeah, you, you, yeah, I mean, you, you I take this. this bar, and uh, I'm not sure, you know, how often I even ever get to use my own bar or a new bar myself. I end up with everybody else's. Yeah, Love we used it. to do that all the time. You'd end up with just a slight soap <laughs> shaving, yeah, and then they you, you get so many of them Little that you would literally so I'd, you'd put them under warm water, yeah. and then crush them into like a ball. Okay, uh, exactly. You know, yeah, so you could finally I'm, use it. I'm in the shower and literally taking my two hands and pressing these bars of soap together <laughs> so they stick. <laughs> it doesn't do matter it. what the soap is. You got to do. Thanks, yeah. Patrick. Appreciate it. By the way, they do have shampoo bars. Nice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Bars of shampoo. Um, it, it is a thing that exists. I'm going to have to look into this. That's a unique Christmas gift, too. Um, you know what? I There's an issue with... Um, Cologne. So Casey used cologne, correct? I do. So you know, two things. When the if it's a spray and that little nozzle breaks at mm -hmm. the top, um, the thing is always you know embedded in the glass. You yeah. can't screw it off. They need to fix that so yeah. you can pour out the remaining cologne. It's always death sealed into the container, and then also. Um, I've had it where the, the hose running down the little... Doesn't go all the way down. Doesn't go all the way down. Yeah, no. You son of a be, bitch. There yep. needs to be like a little bit of a yeah. dip in the very middle where the where the little hose goes down where you can get every single drop. And it's the expensive. Hose, the hose should actually go down into a corner. Yeah. And into a saying, corner. Like into a dip curve. Like that yes. Into a dip? Yeah, like think of like a cone. I like I think Oh, you're saying the bottle. Yeah. But I'm saying even if it's a square bottle, they yeah. could make the, the hose just a little bit longer and have it curl down into the corner. Yeah. And that way when you get to the very bottom, you, you could it. just tilt it. Yes. And you'll get every last little bit. The better companies do that, but the ripoff companies don't. Uh -uh. It occurs to me I, I I started um I stopped buying one product and started buying another one because of this very issue, and it's a laundry detergent. I hated like the fact that they're at the bottom of the laundry detergent container, there would still be, you know, plenty liquid so i do the pods now and i do the same thing with dish dishwasher detergent because i felt like i wasn't getting my money's worth in in, in with both of those so if you have a, a little pod you can just put it in the um laundry or put it in the dishwasher nick we do the ones that sit on the top of the container and the 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 nozzles on the bottom and you just say yeah. you lean it up take like a tap yeah, but for the last like wash or two you gotta like hold it upside down you do. and, yeah. and press the button yeah. Yeah. that that's another one i will get every last bit of laundry detergent besides out. you can put the time pods in your mouth right Right? Honey, honey is another thing I will get the last tiniest bit out of. Now, with honey, uh, an easy way to do it is to use warm water or microwave. Because the more yeah, I didn't think about the microwave, yeah. I always use warm or a water. Hammer, because the hotter yeah. it gets, the the looser uh, it will it right. will, it will move uh, a little easier, and it will settle at the bottom. <laughs> so honey's pretty easy to get uh, the last of. Marissa, well, I'm so glad you said uh, detergent because I use the handheld ones, the smaller ones. And um, I don't want to waste any water, so I wedge the Tide into the <laughs> washing machine as the water's coming out. All right. Use that water, fill it up, shake it, and then pour that out. And you usually at least get one good load out of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Waste not. 
Um, no, I think it should be a standard, like just, you know, just so we're, so we're not as wasteful. And I think it's easier if they just, you know, the manufacturers just did this for us, right? Just make the, make it so our bathroom sinks become the toilet water, right? So like when you're brushing your teeth, that goes into the, the tank of the toilet. You see a turn and, and then you flush your toilet water with this, with that water. Don't you think that would be, no? I, w- I wasn't really listening. Me neither. Uh, so I started talking I, I and was, I was no. like, who's saying that? No, I was reading the text messages here. You're you're saying, I'm saying uh, we're very wasteful people. With like water, yeah, with he's water, saying that the everything. water from the sink should go into the toilet. It should go into the toilet. So when after we use it, yeah, after you wash your hands or you brush your teeth or whatever, that water you then can, gets, gets piped into. I and know, then, and then I'm, can be used as toilet water. I yeah. seriously, how about a gutter? You just run a gutter from your sink to the toilet. <laughs> you could do that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. Oh man, uh, oh, I know what yeah, it was. You were talking about being wasteful. A lot of this, though, some of this is is the wasteful. And I want to get my money's worth out of, of, of what I've paid for. Part of it is laziness in that. Uh, oh, yes. I don't want to go to the store <laughs> to get <toothpaste>. right now. <laughs> and, and it's the morning and I can't, uh, you know, let me see what I can get out. And then you forget. Oh, yeah. By the way, pick up toothpaste on the way home. It's the yeah. worst. Yep. So my whole family uses my shower, right? It's it's ridiculous, and I it like it. I can't stand it when I get into the shower and there's no soap in there or there's no shampoo, and I'm like, and now I have to get out. I'm fully wet, and now I have to get out and go find some. Hopefully, we have some left. Where, where's the other shower in the house? Uh, just down the hallway, you know, like right where our kids' bathroom or our so kids' bedroom. Why are. aren't they using that one? I don't know. Oh, we had that in our house really? for a while too. We're like. Get out. Get the hell out. This is not your shower. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning to see you. Good morning, Michelle. What's up? Well, it's not my little trick, but it's my dad. He saves all of the little ends of his bar soap, (laughs) and he puts it in a sock, and he keeps it in his shower, and he calls it his soap sock. His soap sock? I love that. Okay, I get it. Kind of like a loofah. So, yeah, yeah. You just, you get it wet. And use that; it'll, it'll the, the the suds will come through the sock. <laughs> exactly. Oh my! It's God. actually kind of brilliant. Genius. That's yeah. Ridiculous. How long will a sock last? I don't ask those kind of questions. Okay. Yeah, I don't blame. <laughs> That's you. when he gets ornery. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say, <laughs> Kathy? How often? That's funny. You, Thank you, you, Michelle. You use a washcloth, right? Uh, I use a washcloth for parts. Okay. What you parts? Use, parts? Well, no, no, no. I'm not getting in specific here. <laughs> parts of the body. Um, but uh, how often do you go? Do you use a brand new washcloth every single time you get in the yeah, shower? Yeah. You know okay. what? The washcloth grosses me out when it's like wet and it doesn't fully dry. Right. So, yeah, I gotta. I do you have a shower hot dog? <laughs> no. You I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Sean, who's been on hold for like 20 minutes. Hi, Sean. You're on the air, man. <laughs> Hey, yo, long time Glappy. First time. Good morning to see you. Oh, so Glappy. Wow. You're on. And good morning to see you, buddy. What's up? Oh, my God. Thanks for taking my call. You guys have got me going absolutely bonkers. So, okay. Patrick, okay. Patrick with the soap thing all day. Take that little thing of soap that's left over. Smash it against your new bar. You're all set. There you go. This freaking Lubriderm lotion. The stuff is 13 bucks. I am yeah. not a cheapskate. Okay? okay. But Lubriderm lotion. 
there's like an inch and a half of lotion left at the bottom of that bottle. Yes. And the straw doesn't go to the bottom. Yeah, You're right. So here's here's what I do. I shake it. Okay, there's been a lot of people mentioning shake it up. Yep. Then I untwist the top. And one of your callers said he does this with uh, with shampoo on its side with that tube that goes down. Yeah. I just wipe, I wipe the tube onto my hands and use it from there. Yes. You can get an extra four days out of that lotion okay. until it's bone dry. Would but you go, would you go as far as, and, and we, you may have missed the very, very beginning, Sean, where you cut, it's called clamshelling, where you cut open the, uh, the container and use a spatula to get that stuff out. So here's the deal. This is, okay, my mother-in-law last year for Christmas, she gets me the best, funniest gifts. They make a mini spatula. It's this tiny. It is this. Look it up, <laughs> Casey, or or um, um, uh, yeah, you. Look it up, <laughs> Nick. Say it again. What's it called, Nick? It's yes. a little spatula. Just Google mini spatula. Mini they spatula. make them in all different sizes. You can put them down into anything. Your mustard, your ketchup. Ooh, so, uh, this is Sean. This is a uh, revelatory here. So, uh, um, oh uh, my god. Yeah. So, uh, and, and is it specifically for that? Oh, yes. It's made specifically for things that you guys are talking about right now. Okay. You know, well. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one. All right, we'll yeah. check it out. Thanks, yeah. bud. Appreciate oh my it. God, you guys rock. You guys yeah. rock. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. That's uh, Nick, that's a cool idea. Go back to your search, if you would, please, oh, yeah. on the initial pages. I think it's at the the very top left uh, with a really long. This there one? you go. Yeah, there's I, a bunch of different lengths. I think that's what we're we're looking for because uh, they've got really long, thin stems on them with a small little spatula head at the bottom. So is it under mini spatula? Oh, it is. All right, mini spatula. It says uh, the uh, Biscasu mini spatula. He just did a search on Amazon. Uh, it says makeup spatula, thin jar spatula for thin jars, kitchen bottles, cosmetic bottles. Hmm. That's a great idea. I want those. That's a that's a Christmas gift idea, right there. You know, Kath, when it comes to mascara, because I, I was thinking this. That's basically <laughs> just a, it's a tiny, thin little spatula that goes in and out. How much mascara do you think gets wasted? Uh, well, mascara dries out. Oh, uh, okay. It, it doesn't. I think it's not that you can't reach it. Uh, but it dries out, and then you just got to get rid of it. What do you think, routinely is is the biggest waste when you buy something? And, and it's a good question because yeah. there's sometimes you're like, and, and it just becomes, well, I'm not getting that. Probably this the, the hand lotion the lotions. thing because yeah. because those the, the the with the pump top, the the straw does not go anywhere near the bottom. You can feel the weight of the bottle yeah. when you're done, and you know it's in there. And it's just, and because of the the consistency of that stuff, it's kind of you know goopy for lack of a better term, and it's hard to get. That hey, stuff out term. Of I'm on to you. Yeah. I think maybe that stuff. One last call, and then we got to take a break. I'm going to go to uh, Mike F., who is a an equipment manager. Hey, Mike. Morning, buddy. Good morning, Nick. Good morning How to you see guys? you, Mike. What's up, man? Um, I met you guys. I was the equipment manager for the wings. Oh, okay. So I'm, putting, I'm putting eight or nine bottles out every week, and... You know, you get a bottle that's got an inch left in it. So during the week, bottle of what? Going shampoo, conditioner, body wash, anything like. So what I would do is, I had a funnel system at home that would go into a Gatorade bottle. So everything, uh, all the bottles that were left over from that week would all be mixed together. So the guys knew if they got the Gatorade bottle. It was a combination of all the other stuff. <laughs> so it was conditioner, <laughs> shampoo, body wash, all that stuff. Wow. Dude. Like a stew. All together, and then the other stuff, you know, that way I was throwing out empty bottles. All right. I got it. That's a great idea, Mike. Why Why couldn't you combine all that? 
I think you could. And I think right. Mike has. Yeah. And, and do you get any you get any feedback from the combination, Mike? No, I mean the the uh, conditioner was very rare because the guys would bring their own conditioner in. Uh-huh. So the shampoo and the body wash, body wash had shampoo in it already. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. We had no issues. Whatsoever. All right. I wonder I how it. much stuff Thanks, is repeated. Mike. We we talked once, Preston, about the the um, you know how many like in, in my wife's shower, how many bottles of things there are. Like, wow, that, oh yeah, there's a ton of stuff there. Oh man, there I literally a- have a, one bar of soap in my shower. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a time when Michelle and I, I used to take pictures and yeah, bring yeah. you guys in the shower. There were like you know thirty bottles of. Yeah. Most, of, most of them were conditioner. Right. That has since stopped. Thank God for that. <laughs> um, but, uh, man, I was going to mention one more thing, uh, and I can't remember what the hell it was. Mm. I, keep, I keep losing my train of thought today. Um, but anyhow, this is a... Uh, yeah, this is a method that uh, this guy came up with called clamshelling for cutting open the bottle of lotion and using a spatula to get in there and then get the last bit of it. But you want you want your money's worth. Clamshell is what they call the hard plastic that they like toys will come in, right? Mm-hmm. That routinely slice your wrists open when you're yes. opening up yes. those packages. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your methods, folks. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Yes. When I worked uh, in a restaurant way back when, uh, there was this device that they would use for... Uh, the ketchup bottles. I still had a little bit of ketchup left in them, and you would essentially it was a it was a funnel, and and it could hold like six bottles of ketchup, and they would all it would all funnel into one spot and go down into one container. You just flip them over and leave you just them there. Flip them upside down and leave them there overnight. Right, and they would drain out, and the next day they'd come in and take the bottles out, and they'd have the you could fill up one bottle. That was a crap job at the end of every shift where you would have to refill ketchup bottles or mustard bottles on tables. So you'd have to go out and like pour one into the other, so they would all every time. And people came in the next day. All the bottles on the tables were supposed to look full. Right, they did, but like you, you had to do that every night. Yeah, yeah, it's just to save some money yep. in there. All right, well, listen. Thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. We got to take a break. We will do more invites for Christmas Miracle. It's a week from Wednesday. Headed to the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. First time. Nice. Courtesy of our friends from Miller Lite. So hang out. We'll have your chance to win passes. In fact, a little bit of information about it right here. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, bizarre file. Here it is. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents.
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Pro Team Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. I got some stories for you, folks. We'll start with this. Uh, a man was found dead inside a big cat enclosure at a Pakistan zoo on Wednesday by staff who were carrying out routine cleaning. The body was found after zoo staff spotted a shoe in the mouth of one of the big cats. Uh, I just found it. Just, just a shoe. And that's when they decided, we need to take a look around. Oh, we, we didn't see him. Uh, Zahir Anwar, senior government official, said when they cleaned the zoo and the dens, they found the animal holding the shoe in its mouth. They said the staff got suspicious. By the way, you might find a sock in my poop. And then they found a body inside of the den. The official God, described wow. the big cat using uh, the word that in Pakistan can mean tiger or leopard, and both are believed to be housed inside of the zoo. Anwar said, our assessment so far is that this appears to be a lunatic because a sensible person would not jump into the den. Yeah, I'd just go with that. You can see that the den is secured. There are stairs behind the den. Maybe he jumped in from there. He was a lunatic. Uh, Anwar added that the zoo staff are all accounted for, so they, as of now, they don't really know who this guy was that was eaten, supposedly. Yeah, sometimes uh-huh. people will commit suicide that way, just jump into a uh, deadly animal's cage. Yeah, by these big cats. Yeah. We'll see. A Minneapolis store clerk died after a customer beat him and impaled him with a golf club. Whoa! The 66-year-old clerk was attacked. I'll let you f*** me. On Friday, what was that? I accidentally hit that button, but uh, I will let you f me. Um, <laughs> what were you trying to hit? N- nothing. I was moving the screen. <laughs> oh. <God. laughs> so the 66-year-old uh, clerk was attacked on Friday near downtown Minneapolis. A 44-year-old suspect is jailed on suspicion of murder. Police found the victim behind the counter with a golf club impaled through his torso. Oh, you know his dying words, Preston. Uh-uh. I'll let you f me. <laughs> and the, wow. the clerk died at the hospital. Witnesses led police to an apartment building across the street. That wow. The suspect there barricaded himself in for six hours after lengthy negotiations. Officers took the man into custody without incident. Uh, police are still investigating to determine what prompted the attack. It appears the suspect had collected some items from the store for purchase and then taken them to the counter. Admit it, the golfer and you wants to know what brand of club it was. Well, I just want to know what club it was, you know, was it a was it a wedge, was it a, a wood, I don't know. What would you use for something like that? The officer said it appeared that he went behind the counter and then began to assault and bludgeon the individual behind the counter in a Jeez. very grotesque way. That's a horrible story. Alright, we need something lighter than that, way lighter than that. This is out of Scotland. A kid who is 19, Callum Grubb is his name, uh, but he lives his life as if it's the 1940s. Nearly everything he owns is from the time period, including Including his clothes. The teenager drives a black 1938. The name's Callan McGlub. Austin Cambridge only uses a telephone from the 1940s and rides a 1952 Raleigh bicycle. 23 Skidoo, why don't you bring those fine walking sticks over here? He said, I'm as old-fashioned as they come. Callum's car is 10 years older than his grandmother, Anne, who he has lived with at her home in uh, Kirkcaldy, Fife, since he was 12. It's wild that he embraced this time period. Uh, and while 75-year-old Anne regularly uses a cell phone, her grandson does not even own one. He said, I'm rubbish with technology. I was forced to have a laptop for college, and I hated it. Uh, that's our grandchild. He's a bit of a moron. 
He said he fell in love with the 1940s during his first year of high school. He said, I've always loved history. Uh, when I was younger, I looked at my great-granddad's prisoner of war diaries, and I just love everything about that period. He now collects everything related to that period, such as oil lamps and vintage record player that he uses to listen to his favorites like Vera Lynn, Ann Shelton, and Frank Sinatra. So he's completely adopted the lifestyle. Yep. He said, I couldn't tell you a modern singer if you asked me. However, Callum told the BBC that there is one thing from the post-war period that he definitely does not do. He said, we don't ration. He said, I like my food too much for that. But he wears the full suit and drives the car and uses that two handheld piece uh, phone and wow. all that stuff. That's he's going just, hardcore. He's just way into What about it. his 3D printer? Uh, that that seems an, an anomaly. Is the one luxury he likes to have. No. <laughs> Uh, a St. Louis man is accused of stealing electrical transformers and selling them for scrap, telling police in one case an individual with the NCIS told him to do so. Yes, the Naval Criminal Investigative Service. Yeah. Uh, attorney charged 43-year-old Vincent A. Groves with two counts of tampering with the service of utility. Groves was linked to the theft or tampering. You need to um, help the transformers. We're tampering with of three electrical transformers and Transformer. an investigation <laughs> into the uh, showed that the he was dismantling the devices in his backyard and selling them for scrap. In the first incident, he's accused of taking a transformer on July 11th, which was left by a utility company next to a pole as it was scheduled to be installed. When police questioned him about the theft, he told them that the NCIS told him he could do it. It seems weird that the NCIS would have him doing that. Uh, yes, it That's does. Does it? Some kind of con- Contract work. It's the perfect idea. Yeah. Uh, November 15th, police found a utility pole damaged with a transformer missing. A witness told officers he saw two men pull up an SUV, cut the pole down, and uh, take the device. The following day, we find the old spark. Uh, police also found another pole cut down and a transformer taken. Police were able to use a description of the SUV to locate the guy who was identified as a suspect in the photo lineup. Did this guy by any chance leave in a yellow Camaro, Preston? The transformers contain a large amount of oil inside, which oh. I didn't know. No, I didn't know that. And a large amount of spilled oil in Grove's backyard indicated he was a uh, emptying the devices before selling them. Did, how did he get every drop of the oil out, Preston, did he say? Uh, no, he, <laughs> well, he used a spatula, yeah. Uh, receipts for hundreds of pounds of metal and copper sold at a recycling center oh. were discovered in Groves' possession as well. So that's what he was doing. I didn't know they were full of oil. I didn't know they'd either, yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for now. How about... A couple of Christmas miracle passes. All right, I want to start getting excited about this event. It is a week from Wednesday. It's a Christmas miracle! Yeah! You need to be a fan of the Preston and Steve show in order to have a chance to win. All right, so we'll take three callers right now. First three callers, 215-263-WMMR, December 20th, Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. It starts at 6 a.m. You're going to need to be there early. And don't forget to wear your ugly sweater because Miller Lite has got a great prize for to give away for the ugliest sweater in the house. And everybody's going to have a chance to win prizes. It's a great event. Awesome. We're looking forward to some musical accompaniment and all kinds of stuff. And it's in a new location for us as the Christmas miracle continues on. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We will take those callers now and have you on board. And you never know what you might win at that event. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. A little later on this morning, comedian Eric Schwartz joining us. Stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Wednesday, December 20th. We're taking the show on the road somewhere new. Broadcasting live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Maury's Piers, Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa, and Tito's Handmade Vodka. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed Nashville. And be sure to wear your ugly sweater for a shot at prizes from Miller Lite. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. I have noticed some things this morning, and I notice you're noticing. Your noticing has been noted. The notice, notice, you're you're noticing. Yes, and we've actually noticed stuff noticed over the weekend. I assume uh, things that right noticer. Yes, I I did a lot of noticing over the weekend. So I noticed something I have never heard of uh, heard of before. Uh, and I'm going to mispronounce this. I'm sure I haven't looked up to the pronunciation. I haven't looked up the pronunciation of this, but it's uh, skioring or ski joring. It's spelled S K I J O R I N G. Skioring or ski joring. It is a winter sport. It is similar to cross country skiing, except. Your dog pulls you through the snow while you're doing it. Your dog pulls you through the snow. Sort of like a uh, modified Iditarod. Only on skis. You can also do it with a horse, Preston. You can also do it with a horse. So does the horse pull the dog and then the dog pulls you? Nope. The horse pulls you. And when you're using the horse, they'll pull you over like jumps and stuff like that. That's pretty pretty cool. It's like water skiing. Yeah. With your snow skis. With your pet. Yeah. And I guess you could do it on like a snowmobile or something like that. That'd be kind of fun too. Yeah, like a tow in. But they use animals. Interesting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think this would be a blast. Would you have your uh, your Yorkies do it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? I would need a whole team of Yorkies. Yeah. <laughs> when I was uh, younger, we would do something similar, not on skis, but on our, like, you know, the long sleds. Uh, we would do that with my dog, but then I always felt... Like um, a toboggan? Yeah, 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 but like a plastic toboggan. Right. Um, but I always felt a certain way about that. I'm like, ah, I shouldn't be doing this to him. Did the you dog enjoy I mean? it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he, he didn't like. Uh, he didn't say he did. Did you nail the harness <laughs> on? <laughs> it wasn't animal cruelty, no, yeah, or anything like that. No, I, mean, I mean, I was also a kid. I weighed a lot less back then. But right. yeah, we would just you know have the leash and he would go. Was this Hershey? Yeah. Okay. Because he was a lab, right? Yeah. Yeah. You getting upset? I love that guy. Yeah, I remember. So, so um, we're looking at two versions: one with the dog and one with the horse. Obviously, the horse is, is uh, meant for speed. Yeah. But if you were to have a, could, I, I assume conceivably you could do this with a team of dogs. Uh, with one dog. Uh, it says here the sport is ideal for healthy, active dogs that weigh more than thirty pounds. Right. Yeah. I'd probably go a couple dogs on my uh, on my toe. On your just on to your give toe? Me speed. Okay. Yeah. Super speed. Uh, it is similar to sledding, except with the heavy sled, making it easier for dog and human alike. Um, and like I said, it's for healthy, active dogs that weigh more than thirty pounds. Humans uh, should already be comfortable on cross country skis before you try it. Interesting. Uh, but some festivals, like uh, Minnesota's Great Northern, uh, feature friendly skiing races. 
Skewers. I learned about skewering in skewel. Uh, if you care to try it yourself, more and more winter resorts in Montana and Colorado have begun to offer uh, the winter sport. Do they? Uh, will they allow cats to do this as well or no? Yeah. Uh, no. Probably don't have the, uh, the, the strength. Have you guys ever done the one horse open sleigh? Not yes. necessarily one horse, maybe multiple horses. I've done one and I've done multiple. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. And the Where cat, was it? Catskills. In the Catskills? Yeah. yeah. All right. So they actually will take you out on, yep. out into a, uh-huh. a winter wonderland. A winter wonderland. Well. That would be the blanket and that the would be awesome. The only horse-drawn things that I've done have been, um, you know, carriage rides yeah. in the city, and usually they put them where you're going on cobblestone, yeah. which is just stupid because you're bouncing all over the place. Do it in Cape May. Actually, it's great I there. did do it in Cape May, and it's smooth there. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So that was a lot. Did of you fun. enjoy it? I loved yeah. it. It was cold. I mean, no doubt about it. You got to bring blankets and hot cocoa and hot keg <laughs> and all those things, and it's very, you know, it's very fun. I did it in the Pocono, Steve, and uh, probably similar to you, uh, one horse open sleigh, and uh, after about, uh, I don't know, 47 seconds, I hated it. Oh, it too cold? It was so damn cold out, and the blanket was nice, but uh, not, it didn't do a good job. By any chance, prior to the ride, did the uh, did the horse owner feed the horse beans? No. <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with the horse okay. or the horse farts. It All just right. was way too damn cold. So our guy in Cape May, our guide, who was, who was driving the, the thing, he was... Um, he kind of, he almost had a little bit of a New York type accent when he was talking. <laughs> yeah. Tells us, and, and the horse farts. Yeah, you know, the horse farts. He goes, ah, "Don't, don't mind him. He's just blowing kisses, and I don't mean the Hershey's." <laughs> <laughs> By the way, dude, yes. you got a little spray of poop on you. you That's got, just where you're saying uh, he likes you. Yeah, a little schmutz yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, it's all's good. There used to be a farm in Trap that did the the. Um, uh, the open sleigh, and uh, but I just looked up their website. And it doesn't look like they do it anymore. But they, uh, my brother took his kids there, and they use Yorkies now. But like they, you know, the picture of course is like with the snow and yes. all that, and like you know, my so brother, romantic. When my brother went, he was like, "There is no snow." He said it was still cool. Yeah, but, there was um, no snow. Yes, so it was just a carriage rather than a, than a sleigh. No, it was a sleigh. Oh, yeah, on dry ground on the farm. Yeah, how do they do that? It just. Pull it along the ground. I mean, it's not really. Like, yeah, a regular sleigh. I would think that'd be really hard to do. Interesting. Okay, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I, I think you typically you would. I mean, ideally, you would. <laughs> the horse want. is like, what the hell? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, don't you have a carriage? Snow is part of the equation. Yeah, I think ideally you would want snow, but not around here. You're not getting that much. Wow, <laughs> you're real, real funny. Yeah, yeah. Why did um, we get into a horse-drawn Humvee? What? <laughs> well, anyhow, skewering is uh, something to uh, to try out this season. If uh, if there are any in our area, I doubt there's anything around here. But you never know. Went the Pocono. Maybe there's a big skewering place that just opened up in the area. Well, all right, never heard of that. All right, I did notice some other things. Let's see what else we have here. More for the noticer. We got skewering out of the way. Yeah, I noticed uh, this article over the weekend, and. Um, this has to do with our career progression, and apparently there are four stages of progressing in a career. Okay. All right, and this is... Number one is skewering. Uh, researchers from the University of Bath uh, conducted interviews with uh, lawyers to define these stages. 50 lawyers, so take that for whatever it's worth. Is this... Is this- Law-focused or just in general? It just says, it says four stages of career progression. Okay. It says, uh, here, here they are. Excitement. Yeah. Anxiety, yeah, joy, and disillusionment. 
and then climax. And then hatred. At the beginning <laughs> of... Regret, remorse. Yeah. It says, at the beginning of one's career, participants were excited. Then depression manifesto. <laughs> uh, but that excitement turns to anxiety as former mentors are seen as gatekeeper gatekeepers to success. Then positive feelings return as participants achieve their career goals. Unfortunately, disillusionment and disappointment sets in. It doesn't say why disillusionment. Maybe you're being passed over for promotions. Set in, yeah. Stuff like that. Or you have to dress as like a bear or something. Uh, (laughs) Are there ages attached to these uh, stages? No. So uh, I don't know at what point you go through these particular stages. It says one participant described the final phase of disillusionment, no, (laughs) as having waded through molasses to get to the promised land only to find more molasses. How encouraging. (laughs) I have a uh, family member who built a business, and he has been working really, really hard for 20-plus years to do this. And um, he just sold it within the last year, and he made a ton of money selling it. Okay. But he sacrificed a lot in between... Yes. The start of it and now, and um, you know, including his health a little bit and, and just the time away from his family. Nick, I, is this I, company I, Valor? <laughs> no, it's re- related to that company. Okay. Um, uh, in that same uh, general area of the world, Steve. But it, like, you know, he made a lot of money. But I, I'm just curious as to whether or not that's worth it. Whether it's worth it. I was hearing somebody talk about uh, there, there was, a, it was a, a, a proverb or something akin to a proverb where the guy is, you know, he's fishing. He goes out and fishes, and the guy's asking him to describe his life. And he says, I go out fishing. I come home. Yeah. I get with my, um, with my family. We have dinner. We have our, our, ti- our time together. And he goes, well, if you have. Uh, for your friends help you fish you could you know build up your business and and then if you did that you could you could you know set up different fishing areas and then and then you could you could uh, you know expand and 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 have more money coming in and so on and so forth and and, and then you'd make enough money where you could do what you always wanted to do, which is to fish and yeah. go home with your family. <laughs> right. Yeah. right, so, so right. it's kind of an interesting, you know, way to describe it. Yeah. I remember as far as that that first career progression excitement, I remember when I started in radio, like you could not keep me away from the radio station. I would come in when I was not on the clock. Likewise. I would just work on stuff because it was fun to me and I couldn't believe that I was actually working in the business that I wanted to be in. Would you, it, would it have been akin to the zeal of being in the band? Uh, or yeah. In a different yeah. Way. Right, there yeah, you go. Most definitely. Or the drum store With, that you never actually worked at, but you yeah. spent all your... I know, you that know? too. Yeah. Which but, I did get offered a job right as I was beginning my radio career. They finally offered me a job at the But drum no store. such passion for foot modeling. Uh, no, no, that was, that was <laughs> a, just a fleeting... Maker. Yeah. That was on the side. <laughs> I felt like a bit, a bit like a whore. When I was yeah, an intern was... here at... The, <laughs> uh, an intern here at the radio station, um, Steve, I remember vividly, vividly being in the, in the studio for the first time and thinking... Oh my God, this is yeah. so cool! And it was, it was. I helped Pierre decorate for the holidays, uh, and it was just like looking in and being in a radio studio and realizing that those microphones were going out into the world. It was a, a fascinating feeling. It is yeah. amazing. We've gotten lucky in in that regard, and uh, us personally, because we've entered into a. I'm only speaking for myself, really, in in a, a um uh, a profession that I wanted to go to. Yeah. There are some people who just kind of fall into something, and then they're like, "Well, I guess this is what I'm doing now." You know what yeah. I mean? I was talking about that. Um, with some friends over the weekend too, and I, and I had a uh, before I, I got an internship in radio, I worked at a um, uh, company where it was nine to five, and it, actually it was eight thirty to five. What a way to make a living! Well, it was, <laughs> it was uh, eight thirty to five with a half hour break every day, and every week I counted down the hours until five o'clock on Friday because I just, every money uh, every, every money I made 
every uh, amount of money that I made like went to vacation and doing other yeah. stuff. Um, but uh, there were people that had those jobs. It was data entry essentially, and uh, the people that worked in that field they didn't bring any work home with them. You know, when they were done work for the day, they yep. clocked out, and then they just you know they got up and they came to work the next day. So for them, there was a lot less stress outside of the job. You know, and so there, there's everything comes with trade offs and downs, and everything. Yeah. And in the long run, obviously, if you can do what you love, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I, I think this this stage is here. While they may seem a little a vague, you know that that zeal, that eagerness, because radio came in actually through comedy, not uh, through. I mean, I, I went to school more for television and film. But so, you liked radio. Oh, I, yes, absolutely. Yeah. The second I really got to experience it, I was like, wait a second. Mm. I can record it. I can voice it. I can write it. I can do all of this. I have complete control on these mm. uh, little skits and things that I was doing. I'm like, I think I dig this. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting that these are these are some phases that, uh, and uh, this is kind of a small study. I would like to see more done on something like Unless that. Unless with lawyers. Because, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, the research uh, could help firms to create a better workplace culture, according to the study. Did I, they mention phase six? Uh, which no, is the uncontrollable bowel movement? But I noticed something else that has to do with... Um, what else? Our progression in life as far as what we can afford, uh, hopefully having a career. Uh, this was an Empower survey of 2,000 adults. And uh, tell me if you guys think any of this is legit or not. They All found right. that they believe that uh, the people that were surveyed believe that the average person should be able to afford a car by 26, afford a starter home by 30, and listen <laughs> to this, right? And retirement by 44. No! Numbers don't add up. Yeah. What, what country are we talking about? This is I Americans. Well, yeah, but I think that the, I think the first two are okay. Yes, yeah. the first two are by 44. No, that's for Kathy. When the Social Security, when the retirement age of 65 was set years and years ago, the belief was, well, people won't live much longer than that. So that, that'll be the retirement age. And now, obviously, people are working longer than that by far. I don't know anyone. I don't, who, do you know anyone who's taking their retirement in their 40s? No. No. We knew, actually, oh, there was a guy yeah, I, that, that we were friends with when we first moved here, and he retired before he turned 50. Uh, he had just, now, his retirement was going to be, like, he didn't have just a, this big, you know, right. gigantic nest egg. I'll be great for the rest of my life. But he had enough, and he had a plan on how to continue out his life without having to work. Now, like five or six years later, he ended up going back to work. Okay. I don't know if that was because we lost track of him. I don't know if that was a, a choice or, you know, just to relieve the boredom or if he really needed the money or not. Was this guy's name Dalton by any chance? No, <laughs> it was not Dalton. Steve, you know where I do know some of those people uh, at, at retirement at an early age? And, it, and retirement comes with a caveat because they're not done working. But, right. Um, a career military people. Yes. I have a friend yeah, who's yeah. a captain in the Army, and uh, he's around my age, a little bit older than me, but he's getting ready to retire from the armed services, and uh, he gets a pension from here on out, So, but he can go into consulting. He can kind of do whatever he wants, and I mean, he's put in his time. He's, he's been around the world and worked a lot in a lot of different places, so he's earned it. Yeah. But no, I agree. An enormous amount of respect for what he's done, um, but at a pretty early age, he can figure out what he wants to do with the second half of his life. That's yeah. something that, like, I've always loved this. This is all I've ever wanted to do, so so being, you know, this thing, but that, that notion, my older brother um, retired from 
the Secret Service, and then he was hired to the uh, Department of Justice. Yeah. So uh, there were two careers there. Uh, my younger brother is retiring from the police force soon, and then we'll probably get into private security. Um, so, you know, but yeah, there's that, that twofold thing where, yeah, you are retiring, but you right. are going to continue to work at another job. I guess I did. We did buy our starter home. I was 30 years old. At that time, when that happened, so that that falls this I fall into that category. But this is to say, you buy your first car by twenty six, and that's a new car. I assume it's a new car. I don't know. And then uh, home by thirty, but retirement by forty four. God, that's ambitious. Fifty one percent say that uh, retirement is their top savings goal. Other common goals include buying a car, paying off medical expenses, and paying off student loans. Uh, Do you see yourself? I mean, listen, I, I the, the notion of retiring. Um, I, I think I, I enjoy the work and a modified version of retiring might be something, you know, where, I, where I'm still doing this at some level. You know, I don't I, I, I enjoy you mean start the show at 10 a.m. or something like that. Ooh. That'd be uh, 10 to 11. That sounds pretty good to from, me. Yeah. From our island studio. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesdays and Wednesdays only. Yes. And breakfast beats are flown in from the mainland. Um, we could do a show yeah. from London from here on out because they start, you know, we started like 11 a.m. London time. Absolutely. Now, then we can hire that road cone player. Ret- retirement is is constantly on my mind in the preparing for. Right. right? Meaning make sure that you have a sweater. N- well, that's that's good too. Yeah. But but that financially you're being smart. Right. And and that's uh, that's the most important thing. Uh because after that if there's no Now I do eventually if if whenever, you know, listen, all all good things must come to an end. Absolutely. I I just don't see myself not doing anything all day long every day. I've no seen way. that. I've seen that take down more people. Um, you know, I, I, there's experience from within my own uh, mm. realm that uh, I, I believe that that classic. Oh, I'll just fish, or I'll just do this. Um, will will just kill you. You've got to, unless you're the type that's always been that way. Right. But if you've had any sort of need to be engaged or active, I think physically and mentally. You know, you have to have something to do. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this and that something could be foot modeling. Foot. <laughs> by the way, this survey also identified various financial styles like givers, mentors, builders, and explorers. Ex- and explorers, sorry. <laughs> what kind of builders? So builders are looking to create a secure future. I think that must be me. Okay. okay. Givers are mo- more focused on having nice things. Uh, really? That's what givers, givers? are? Givers, would, that would seem to be giving away nice things. Yeah. yeah. Explorers save for material items, and mentors prefer experiences. All right, go through the list again. Those what, definitions what, seem weird. What's yeah, first? <laughs> Builders are looking to create a secure so, future. Yeah, that makes sense. You're building a nest egg. What's the next one? Givers are more, more focused on having nice things. So you're giving bad advice to people who are uh, seeking your financial advice? Mm, and then taking, like Bernie Madoff was a giver. Yeah. You can give yourself yeah. So he could have he nice could things. He could have nice things. <laughs> Bernie Madoff gave bad advice. Gave bad advice. To so get he could get nice things. Him nice things. So that's the kind of giver you're talking about. Explorers save for material items. So explorers steal stuff. Yeah. They go exploring in their neighbor's houses. They go digging around in your bank account. <laughs> and then they can get their material they items. explore by hacking into your personal information. And it says mentors prefer experiences. So I don't know. Whatever, man. This is just, this uh, That is a vague, bizarre list. Which it's people a stupid little list. Said in the survey. You're all stupid. I have a hard time trying to, like, save uh, as if I'm going to live till I'm, like, I'm 90. Because I just don't expect to be here that long. So what you're going to really? do is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I've got like, I feel, I, I've got a ticking clock right now. And, I, and right now, I think I, f- I feel like I got like 22 years left. So <laughs> listen, I, I thought I'd pass away in my 40s, yeah. you know, uh, you know, but listen, uh, you've taken control of your life. You're, t- you're doing things that are, are much going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah, yeah, you yeah don't I understand know. that. I mean, but you could literally walk out. Of the front door of this building and be mauled to death by a polar bear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of factors that goes into that. Uh, <laughs> it could happen, Kathy. But Man, listen, can you imagine if like a polar bear escaped from the zoo today and yeah. killed Casey? That well, would suck. That would and be awful. Our ironic story. While uh, showmate Steve Morris was saying he could be attacked by a polar bear outside the building, Casey Foster was indeed attacked and killed by an escaped polar bear. <laughs> If I knew that there was a polar bear, well, that was a petting zoo had a polar bear. <laughs> petting zoo. <laughs> uh, they don't have a polar bear at the Philly Zoo anymore, do they? I thought they did. I, I don't know. If he's on mean? tour. Is this? Is he on tour? Yeah, with wow. uh, uh, with uh, was it um, Def Leppard? Oh, okay. Def Leppard plus polar bear. <laughs> uh, oh man, I, they, they killed. Oh, he died. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did they actually just kill him? <laughs> his name was Coldilocks, which is a great name for a polar bear. Yeah. Why do you say they killed him? 2018. Because he was mouthing off. Oh. In, in the headline, it says Philly Zoo euthanizes polar bear. So oh. they deducted that they killed him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 37 years. We're tired of you. Yeah. Well, you always complaining about how hot it is. He was the oldest polar bear in the country. So wow. I wonder what they did with that exhibit. So they killed two. They had the oldest gorilla. Remember, he died on his birthday. Well, actually, they <laughs> had a big birthday party yeah. for him at the zoo, and he was like, ah, What? Yes. Is that right? Yes. I remember that. <laughs> well, didn't they throw him into the uh, polar bear enclosure? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> polar bears uh, love gorilla meat. Life. What are you doing? Listen, if they have two really big beasts that they need to euthanize... They should let him fight. Yeah, big out. animal yeah. fight. Just so yeah. we could find out. Yeah. You know. We're going to the zoo to watch the rhino versus the leopard. <laughs> but if you, let's say you were somewhere where there was a polar bear and he was bearing down on you and you had a giant ball. Do you think you could distract him with said giant ball? Because I've seen them play. They love wow. balls, man. They love giant balls. They're like urologists. <laughs> yes. I will say this. Um, they do. They're adorable when they play with those large uh, balls. Yeah. I think if, if the polar bear is in attack mode. Yeah. I think that the ball would not be enough of a distraction. But I do the, think- the same way you're thinking like a a reg a blanket with a matador. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Red Case, tape. When you head up north, just keep yeah. a, an inflatable ball in your pocket. I got one here. What do you and got all you have there? to do is just have to hold up your finger like this and say, hang on, I have to blow this hang up. Look at how second. big the ball is. So we're yeah. looking at it. What are you doing there, ball, son? We're watching hey, to a, polar bears. a video of a uh, of a polar bear right now jumping on a polar oh, That's bear. what I'm saying. If, if they made an announcement on the news today that there was an escape polar bear, go get a beach ball. And just make sure you have one on you at all times. Do you know what I found interesting? Is that I would... I I always thought that the polar bear was the absolute alpha uh, predator pol- bear in the world. The polar bear more than likely would lose against a Kodiak bear. Right. And then who would win? A Kodiak bear or a gorilla or a lion or a tiger? Kodiak bear would probably kill the gorilla. Okay. And um, the- we've had this we've had yes, this we discussion have. so many times, yeah. and I never remember. Is it the bear or the or the tiger? It's it's, it's dog to bear. It's subjective. <laughs> You guys went with bear, and I went with gorilla because of uh, closed fists. Yeah. Dog, the The bear. bear. And he's got fangs, too. Yeah. Don't forget about the gorilla's fangs. So, But all bets are off once you have a large ball to throw. (laughs) (laughs) Preston has no idea where to go here. I I don't. I've I've absolutely, I've lost control of it. Uh, But congratulations on your retirement at 44. (laughs) 
You know what you can do uh, when you retire? Jump into the polar bear cage. Yes. And then closure. All right. Do we have time for one more? Of or are we done? Uh, no, let's do one more. Okay. Uh, my mind's reeling out. Yeah. My mind is reeling. <laughs> All right, I have one more. I'm going to skip that one because... It involves bears? It's No, it's it's going to go too long, and I don't have that much well, time I, left. Well, you can call. do whatever the hell you want. Well, no, we have a guest coming up. And I My mind is a raging torrent <laughs> flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. alternatives. All right, uh, this last thing, I actually saw this last week. I noticed this last week, but I'll mention this now because I want to... Joel Noticer from the Wayback File. A quick one. A railroad company has gotten three billion dollars in federal funding to help build the first bullet train in the United States. Nice. I love Steve McQueen. The, no. The, <laughs> the electric powered train will zip uh, passengers through 270 miles of desert from L.A. to Vegas in just two hours. Can they bring it down to two minutes? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> two hours from Vegas to L.A.? Yeah. That's not does bad. that not, does that but it's not, I mean, like, you can it's do It's not a, extraordinary. No, the drive is four and a half hours, uh, and the flight's like uh, 45 minutes. Okay. Well, this is a two-hour probably. Well, the question is, how much would it be versus flying if it's only, you know, there's the, flight? There, there, those are key elements. Yeah. Because that is, a, that is a route that is very popular, obviously, back and forth. You'd have a lot of, yeah. uh, that, would, <laughs> that would mean a lot to people. However, if the cost of the ticket is prohibitive. Oh, a yeah. lot of times, that's what ha- that's what happens. I always used to think, "Hey, train travel or railway is going to be cheaper or the butt." No, no. Well, I mean, but I think of it le- uh, along these lines because they are also building a, I guess, a train line from like Scranton area to uh, Vegas to New York. Oh. And uh, so you have these people who will work in New York but like live in a cheaper area. So, True. So if anybody want, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to live in a cheaper area, like. Uh, Vegas or the surrounding areas and work in L.A., you know, maybe that works for you. Yeah. Is that um, enough to fund this, though? I think what they're really looking for is the tourism, right? Well, they've gotten $3 billion in federal funding to do this. So high-speed bullet trains have been operating for years in Japan, France, and China, uh, among other countries, but uh, we just don't have them here. And so uh, they're, I, I don't know what a railroad company is doing. It, I wonder what the level, the status is of that, that maglev, that cross-Pacific... Mm. You know, that tube that they were working on, there, was, yeah. there, there were plans for that. It looked very intriguing. I mean, it would actually be in a tube. You'd, there'd be no windows, obviously, right. which for the claustrophobic might be an issue. But it was supposed to be, you know, moving ahead pretty swiftly. And now we've heard nothing. By the way, Nick, you looked at the text messages and cracked up. What was it? Does it have to do with bears? <laughs> the King Kong one. Oh, it says King Kong killed a dinosaur on his island. He did. Yeah. He did. A Tyrannosaurus. I did like the fact that it was referred to as his island. It's, it's, oh, it's Skull Island. Island. Yeah, no, it's Kong Island. I thought it was the other one that says Beats Bears Battlestar Galactic. That's from The Office, and I like oh, that too. Okay. I didn't watch The Office. You know, uh, you, there was a huge mailbox on Skull Island, and it said Kong. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they knew it was his? Welcome home. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm done. Noticing. I'm Yay! not noticing no more. No, finish. Yep, that's all you get today, get my friend. Luna should be tie tie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Notice she's got to go. <laughs> so we'll do it again another time. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And Eric Schwartz, who has a new comedy special available on his YouTube account, will be joining us. Stay with us. We'll return in a moment. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. 
And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A guest joining us uh, via Zoom has got a uh, special, which is available for free. How about that? On his YouTube channel, which is pretty damn awesome. And it is, um, it's, it's a full sensory experience. Like, uh, it's not just a stand-up comedy show. Yeah, you know what it yeah. sort of reminded me of in, in the best of ways? Like a Bo Burnham That's exactly of? what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's got, obviously, his own style, his own twist on it. We are happy to welcome this morning, Mr. Eric Schwartz. Yay! Hey! He's already got the auto-tune. You know, I had to bring the auto-tune. Yeah. I love it. By the way, the special is called uh, Delivery, and uh, you can find things like that, little voice uh, effects and so on. Uh, uh, Nice to meet you, by the way, Eric. Thanks for for coming on today, brother. Good to meet you through technology. This is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Uh, and you know what? So uh, Steve had mentioned, you know, Bo Burnham and and, uh, and and I'm sure you've had comparisons of that because you've got not only um, some musical parts to this show, but also some visual things that are really uh, unique and original and cool. It has got to take a lot of time and effort to put together a show like this. How much time did you spend on this before you finally presented it? And I'm saying, you know, even past like testing it with friends and things like that. Yeah, well, the material took many years to to create, but the actual process of this special, I probably spent about two years on it. Wow! Two years, well, there's there's so much going on, and to that point with the technology and so on, and then finding a theater. I think yeah. was it at the Avalon you did? Is it the, the Avalon in Hollywood, which is an EDM club? Right, and I was reading about yeah. it, and so it was sort of sort of set and suited for this kind of thing. But just to find that, all of that, the hunting, yeah. the scouting, and, and the, the tech, putting together the animations. You know, I did, I was hands-on with 
almost everything in the whole special. Like I've scouted the location myself. I paid for everything. I I I did the animations uh, on the screens. There's 14 LED video walls, so it wasn't just a shape of a of a normal video screen. I had to like cut and and like uh, shape something that would fit these specific panels. Right. It was but crazy. ultimately, though, what it is at, at its core is is funny and and amusing and and all the right things. So it's not like it's a smoke and mirrors thing. Uh, th- right. Everything accentuates it. Uh, so you you put it together. Did you did you did you film it once? I assume you had to film it a couple of times, right? We did two shows. Yeah, we yeah. Did two shows. And that's the thing. What you were saying, like people don't expect me to be able to rock. Like, it's a it's a musical and multimedia special, and it feels like hopefully what I wanted to create was a feeling of like a a concert. And they don't expect me because I'm I'm bald with glasses, and they're like, uh, "Why is this NBA commissioner Adam Silver <laughs> rocking me so hard?" Well, how many times you you must get you must get the Moby thing, right? Yeah, you know what? And Moby and I look nothing alike. I know. They just see shapes. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. I get it all the time because I'm I'm, I'm I, looking I, at you right, right now, and I'm like, "Is this two feet of the same thing?" <laughs> I always get. And how many times do you get this? Where my uncle looks just like you. Just simply uh, because he's bald is like no, that's not enough. Yeah, and then, it's and, so discriminatory. <laughs> I will, I will stand up. Yes, for bald rights. Thank you, thank you. Are, I say this in the special: we're the last group you are allowed to make fun of, and nobody cares. Everyone just joins in <laughs> and makes fun of us. Wants to touch our head like we're novelty, but we have. If we try to touch your head, you yeah. care, people. Right, pregnant women when they get touched, they, f- they freak out. Right? That, that, right, you can't do that anymore without getting arrested. Uh, but we're we're the last bastion of the uh, of the Copperfield uh, set. So uh, I also I know. Have to- good. Yeah, no, they they say they they people complain and they go, I'm having a bad hair day. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. having a bad hair life. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you grew up well, Thousand Oaks, California. Yeah, I don't know if anyone in Philly knows that, but it's kind of like, I guess, um, uh, I don't know what it would be like out there. It's a I, I lived there for a year in third grade. Yeah, we, we left New York for a brief period. My father worked for Diners Club, and I, I loved Thousand Oaks. I lived on uh-huh. Avenida Stelas Flores, uh, and, okay. and we went to what they called a progressive elementary school where they had five recreations a day. So you wow. have your main recreation and then two breaks in the morning and two breaks in the afternoon. Didn't learn Ooh, a damn thing. Do you remember what your elementary school was? Because we might have gone to the same elementary school. New Horizons? No, nah, no. Nah. Okay. Nah, too right. progressive for us. <laughs> <laughs> was it Belinda Carlisle that grew up in Thousand Oaks, California? I knew we were just talking to somebody uh, not yeah. that long ago. And I was like, man, you and Steve, you guys could have been classmates together. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, she grew up, I think, in a, a, uh, like a smaller part of Thousand Oaks called Newbury Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and you, and you, you worked for a long time. Well, uh, club DJing was your main thing, right? Initially. Yeah, I started as a DJ. I spent all my bar mitzvah money on DJ equipment. My <laughs> parents were like, hey, you got to save that for college. I'm like, nah, mom and dad, I got to spin records. <laughs> right. So this was, uh, you know, back in the records, you know, when we would, we would use records and, um, you know, I, I, Eric Schwartz, like it didn't really sound good in a scratch. <laughs> You know, it's like, if y'all ready to rock with Eric Schwartz? Nah. <laughs> so I came up with another name when I was DJing, and that was Smooth E. Smooth like E. Like the drink, take a sip, I'm the Jamba Jew. 
The Jamba Jew is perfect. Uh, I love it. Um, so uh, you, you, you do this, you get the equipment. You're, you're, you're a big fan of, er, the, I guess, what they call golden uh, hip-hop, the age of golden hip-hop, right? Golden era, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and word has it, you could, oh, oh, we're looking at your, there you go. I'm you, panning my computer over yeah. to show you the records on the wall. There you go. And you, you also, you had a pretty fair breakdancing game? Yeah, and I and I wonder, like my head spins, was that <laughs> was that the cause of my baldness? <laughs> the baldness, yeah. you just wore it down. Right, now the question about the bald is that is that why you went with the shaved look? Was were, were we starting to see receding or patterns or what? Yeah, it's better marketing. You yeah, know? it's true too. Like you know, you can't you can't tell. I've noticed when I shaved, and you know, people, there's a misconception of that bald is bad. It's not bad. I love it. It's like it's people think that we have a, a lack. We don't have a lack of hair. We got a surplus of face, baby. <laughs> Our faces said we are too handsome to stop at a hairline. We're going all the way to the toes. I'm using that. Absolutely. Though, though when people see my face, they're going to argue against that. But still, I, I like that approach. Um I love, I love them. Sorry to jump in, Steve. No. I love the line you use, though, because you do, uh, you know, profess to be a bit of a nerd, Eric. But in, in the yeah. special, he, he takes his glasses off and he goes from nerd <laughs> to word. <laughs> yeah. Dude. That's a callback from my first special when I did a bunch of those. I did nerd word and I was like, I have my glasses on. And I'm all wimp. And I take them off. Pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sell a T-shirt that said wimp, pimp. And it had wimp with the eye. Both eyes were lined up. The the eye, the letter I, and wimp had an arrow pointing up, and pimp had an arrow pointing down, and it was longer. So oh, I was, love it, it. was it while and you it were in the dark? Was it while it. you were DJing that you sort of uh, conceptualized your um, your way of uh, performing? Yeah, it's kind of a, a little bit of a hybrid of. DJing and stand-up comedy. So I I did stand-up comedy first with without music in it, and then I was like, you know, I I want to do something that feels like that feeling that I get when I'm DJing when I'm rocking the crowd. And so I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna put music in it and see what happens. And it was just so much more fun for me to do that. And it's part of my truth, you know what I mean? Like I've always since I'm I was 14 years old, I was DJing, and it's been part of me. My stepfather is a musician. So it's always music has always been part of me. Do you, do you, have, you have musical training yourself? Or are you, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, classic. Did you did you, you know, did you attend any sort of school of music? I attended the school of the record shop at the swap meet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, they yeah. educated me. You know, yeah, no, no, I, I was not. I Most of the stuff like anything, like even the special that I created was just doing it. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, and so that you know, obviously, it's working for you. I want to ask you about the whole DJ thing because they're—I uh, forget who was t- mentioning this—but now the the DJ technology is so yeah. like one button. Is, is there sort of a disdain from between, or you know, they all wear clothing? Mm, the toothbrush doesn't wear clothing. I guess silver could be a thing. Oh, it does. I have a little toothbrush suit at home, Nick. You're the only one on the planet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing. Where's my toothbrush suit? All right. Uh, so, well, then this doesn't make any sense. It's got to be something. Nick, what are all of the others? like? Uh, oh, I know why. Okay. Oh, okay. They all drive. All right. So, it is silver because uh, it is the only one that is not a noun. But it is. Yeah, silver is absolutely a noun. Yeah, but, it is. 
in this context, I think the teacher was thinking it as an adjective. They haven't specified that. That, but silver is you... also a. It's a noun. It's, yeah. it's a. It's a. It's a metal. So, yeah. so is fr- you can make friend a verb. I'm going to friend that person. Yeah. And then silver was also this the is name true. of uh, yeah. the yeah. Really, I mean, I just hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to desk that guy in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I just made that a verb, too. And then, you know what, so initially when I saw this yesterday, and it was making the rounds, it was on a bunch of different uh, web pages, uh, uh, news and and aggregators and so on, but the whole thing is context-based because what the woman ended up finding out is the reason that Silver was the answer is because the lessons they were working on at that point in time had to do with nouns, and so... (sighs) I thought, you know, there wasn't any context. Unless it's Why is it the odd word out? You're a complete dirty whore. <laughs> She's a whore. Why is it whore on this list? Because that's what you are with this list. No, there is, again. It, 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 but I, when I see the word silver, I automatically think of silver, the silver. precious metal. Yeah. I yes. don't think I don't think of uh, of the color silver. It's right. also an, an element, and it's it's you know it's it's um yeah. it's not a compound. There's nothing else in that element except for silver. Yeah. All the other things have multiple ingredients. So I guess I could separate it out that way. But I don't know. Okay. I mean, each of these it's, could be separated out for one vague. reason or another. Yes, yeah. it's a little vague. Yeah, some too of, much wiggle know, room. You know what? A better answer is which of these don't like each. Each of them couldn't match for a reason. Which one of these would win in a fight? Yeah. Desk versus egg. Oh, man. So you had mentioned toothbrush being a compound word. Okay, so there's that. It's a, uh, it's got multiple syllables. Egg is the the vowel thing. Egg beats Uh, bear. Desk you can do in somebody's butt. Right, Nick? Yes. (laughs) Desk you can do in somebody's butt. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, no, silver has more than one syllable, too. Oh, you're right. Yeah, toothbrush and silver. But. Ah, Uh, but anyway, um, I thought it was kind of interesting, and then I read the the end there that it was a, a uh, it was a lesson on nouns, and then that just. But then again, silver is not. It could be both an adjective and a noun. I, I, I see this as flawed. This is flawed, and I May submit I to you. Tell you. All right. How is your visual acuity when it comes to discerning the difference between two pictures? Um, it, it depends. So I, I took a uh, I took an intelligent an IQ test right. one time, and. Um, they show you a series. Some of them are shape oriented. Right. They show you a series of shapes that are rotated in different ways. I don't do well on that. Okay. Now, when, when are you, if you're talking about like in Highlights Magazine where yes. you try to find the thing that's missing, that's missing. From the page, I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty decent at that. But like, uh, I'm classic, uh, you know, round peg in a square hole. Could you? Uh, I, 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 I have I have a problem with with shapes, and when we do puzzles, like Rochelle can just bang, bang, bang. She can knock them out, and I I have a hard time yeah. going. Wait, if I turn this this way, the shape looks like that. You know, it's just something I'm not very good. So the way we process things. Do you yeah. think you could, it on any given night, step outside, look at Venus, and calculate how far away it is by sight to the foot? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now that I can. <laughs> That's do. easy. Come on. Come on, man. Uh, but I never have been good at uh, shapes and fittings, uh, fitting things into because Rochelle is she will just go. Oh, it's like this. She'll just grab whatever's in my hand and turn it and go there. It goes so like that. that. And I'm that, like, get, get your ass. That test with the shapes and the blocks. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The square peg thing. Right. That's, uh, that's me. It was Classic. that perfection? I oh love my that game. god! We we played Perfection. it in here. <laughs> that thing that, gives me anxiety. Are you watching? What, what, not, not to go off on, on it. Go ahead. No. What gives you more anxiety? That or or operation or a tumor <laughs> or a tumor? Uh, uh, perfection. Yeah. Yeah, without question, because um, the timer, the timer, yeah, yeah. It, operation is not timed. Yeah. 
I can take. I can. I can back off if I need you to. You son of a bitch! Yeah, I can back yeah. off, war child. The when surgeon I, does not have to be rushed. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless they're bleeding out or something. Yeah, like that, but, you some know. surgeons. Yeah, so, some have, you, <laughs> have you started to watch the uh, the um, series? I don't know if this is brand new, but it's on uh, history. It's you know the, the people that fed America the the great classic toys. Preston, no, uh, they're going into all the the creation of the game of Operation, and the amount of work that went into the etch a sketch is astonishing. Oh, I believe it. And the guy who really slaved at building that thing, finding the type of of um, of a powder, uh, the screen that would house it, where, where there, it could be sort of um, charged to hold the powder against the screen so yeah. that when the stylus, all that stuff. Yeah. The guy who was charged with uh, you know, putting the patent in, you know, for it, he put it under his own name. Whoa. So the guy who had nothing to do with it in the United States got all the royalties for the sales of Etch-a-Sketch. Wow. The guy who created it, I think, was French. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, horrible. can you believe that? Wow. That's Son of a up. bitch. That, that's theft. You want to desk him in the ass. Hey, uh, <laughs> the, uh, is this an Etch-a-Sketch thing? No. Because, no. by, by the way, we found out from Baking, Breaking Bad that that stuff's explosive inside an etch Oh, ex- that's right. In fact, they go into how many deadly components there are in an Etch-a-Sketch and how that's how it had to be formed. Uh, you know, the, the, the plastic had to be form-fitted and, and, and perfect. Apparently, we're going to play perfection. All right. We have one here. And by the way, they should have an operation game where if you hit the metal sides, you get shocked. And if they... Sure. They should have that. Yeah. Do you know what the original conceit of the operation game was? You were supposed to um, be sort of digging for, or at least looking for water in these uh, little tracks and to do it without touching the edges. And then the game company decided to make it a an operation game. All right. So you, go, you really want me to do this? How much we time have do they to. give you? Two hours. That's, give you that's six, way too 60 much time. 60 seconds? That's too much time. Yeah. No, no. You're that good? Too much time. No, no, what are you? Hours. He said two hours. What are you, a ringer? Oh, two oh. hours. Yeah. All right. You want me to do this? I want yeah, to do let's this. do it. I'm going to put the mic down by this so you can hear the timer. All right, here. If I do this, this will be miraculous. All right, here we go. Diamond. Got that. Look at that. Got two of them. Why is that? See, now that should fit. That's ridiculous, man. (laughs) That's ridiculous. That goes there. I call no fair. I call no fair. All right, you got two. All right. What shape is that? I can't. Sorry, I can't talk. Can't talk. Sam's got thinking. Go. All right, I'm thinking. Uh, I want to be. He's got a half moon. He's got a half moon here. All right, Casey, give us the color commentary. Yeah. Uh, he's got another diamond. That diamond doesn't match. But up uh, there, you go. Oh no, no that, was, that was a that was a that was Pentagon. Was a Pentagon. How many does he have, Casey? Uh, four. What other federal buildings are in there? Yep. There he goes. There's That's like the a star. The Murrow Building. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that one was. This looks like a uh, cross, like a red cross. The key is to take your time. He's only got five seconds left. Oh, shut up. <laughs> to not overdo it. Don't get rushed. That's an S. Get in the zone. The other one. Auto zone. Auto zone. Oh, there's that diamond. There's several diamonds. Yeah. Messing diamonds. you up. There you go. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped back. That was like Elf with the jack in the box. Because I wasn't looking at the timer. Yes. Yeah. You, got in the, you, you were in the zone. How many did you not have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Like not even close. Okay. How did we have just this game live? <laughs> oh, no! I am not cleaning that up. 
I wanted you to do it. You just sounded case. like a dad. <laughs> do we have a game closet? Where did this come from? That what well, you know what? Uh, who are these who are Greg, people? <laughs> Greg Monahan gave that to us a little while back. When really? We were, yeah, because we were talking about it. Oh, and he had and it at he home. makes him at home. I, I think be, Steve I wants to play Monopoly in the next break. Yeah, I do. I just make, meet me on the roof so I can dive off. <laughs> Sorry, I made a mess. It's okay. You got upset. Yeah. Do you feel better now? No. No. I thought I was going to do it. Preston, do you want some Jello? I hate Jello. What about spaghetti in a bag? Oh, we got those mini melts. You're going to have that. How about mini melts? Uh, We're going to have those on Friday. All right. right. Oh, man. (laughs) It's going to ruin the supper. All right. There's something I wanted to hear uh, from from last. A violin? From last week. No. (laughs) I'm still mad about that word game. I don't know. It's it, stupid. I'm, I'm, I apologize for even bringing it up. No I should have known there was, that was no real British kids. <laughs> we didn't even metric need to talk about it. Bastards. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I wanted to hear this audio. Steve, there was a uh, AI version of Jimmy Stewart. Yes. Uh, I want you week. guys to tell me what you think of it. So Jimmy Stewart, the great American actor. Before Tom Hanks, Jimmy Stewart was Tom Hanks. Basically. Let's put it that way for, for people who Beloved. Yep. <laughs> was this getting sent over today? No, it was from it was last uh, week. It was from Friday. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I wait. No, I mailed it. So it was AI generated voice. Uh, so they generated the voice, and uh, it is him reading or beginning to read a a bedtime story. It's, it's basically right. um, a a soothing tone to Hold put on. you to sleep. Marissa, do we have it? Or uh, Steve sent it via email. If if you can look for it. By the way, okay. Well, well, they're looking for that because we don't have it over right now. The other night. I was about to drift off to sleep, and I thought of something that made me laugh out loud, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and I believe it was from South Park. Um, it's they, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Um, it's um, you're a little bitch. Oh, you're a little bitch. You I have that, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. If you could pull that out, that's their that's their version of uh, of Jimmy Stewart, right? I, I don't use that a lot. I don't think I ever yeah, saw, yeah. but you played it not that long ago. <laughs> I bet you'd like to suck it. And, yeah. <laughs> and my, the idea of Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Blows me away. And by the way, we have an operation game. Where the now. hell did this come from? I don't know. But it doesn't. Give me a well, it lights it, up. The batteries are almost dead. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Uh, we have an operation game. But well, there's another. Connor has two operation games because. Has two of them? He does two of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, we need double A batteries. You can't find it, Steve? Uh, I'm going to find it. You're a little bitch. Yeah, I'll find it. You're <laughs> yeah. a little bitch. I'm... I oh, like got to it. suck it, wouldn't you? Got it. Yeah, this was cracking me up the other night. You're a little bitch. <laughs> That's right. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> what was happening on South Park that he was, uh... <laughs> That he was saying that. from the episode called Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson. <laughs> and there's the holiday special, It's a Wonderful Life. You're a little bitch. That's right. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? <laughs> wow. I was I was yeah. fading off to sleep. <laughs> and that randomly popped in my head, and I just cracked up, and it woke me back up. Can you name this one? Don't just stare at it. Eat it. I have no idea. Oh, yes. American Psycho. American Psycho. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It ain't no. You're a little bitch. <laughs> That's right. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? <laughs> All right. We have the we have the AI Jimmy Stewart. Right. I would like to hear this. So they took this from audio of him over the years, and they've managed to manipulate it into whatever you want to Jimmy Stewart to stay. I so want say, your assessment. Right? Yes. All right. Here we go. 
I'm James Stewart. But, well, you can call me Jimmy. Tonight, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a heartwarming story of love, of loss, of hope, and of joy. But most of all, it's a wonderful sleep story. Uh, that doesn't sound no, like Jimmy Stewart at all. It's terrible. Yeah. No. It's terrible. I was expecting it to be spot on. That doesn't sound anything right, like that. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And I, I bet you're a little bitch. Yeah, you'd like to <laughs> suck it, wouldn't you? But that, that would be the kind of thing that that's the way he delivered. You remember that? So as he got older, he got that way. But I, there is no... So with good job AI. There, there's no job. There's no excuse me. There's no similarity yeah. to Jimmy Stewart whatsoever. Yeah, and Jimmy Stewart, as he got older, yes, he would stammer a little bit. That's right. Yeah, pedals. Yeah, and uh, there, there, you can find collections of him when he would go on the Tonight Show. Yeah. As, as he got older, he, he got a little bit more loose with his language. Oh yeah, he was hilarious. He was great. Dana Carvey once uh, did a, a pair. You remember that classic? Yeah. I was in a brothel in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> I had to cut that bitch. Yeah, and yeah, when they do, it's a wonderful life where they yeah. found out that Mr. Potter was actually <laughs> right behind the whole thing. Let's go kill him. him. <laughs> they go and they beat him to death with baseball <laughs> bats. And Potter was played by Lovitz. Oh, yeah. that was just the best, man. Uh, well, I'm well, I'm disappointed by that. I it's was terrible. I, th- I thought maybe it would be, right. uh, but then again, and the family signed off on that. Really? Yeah. So apparently, Jimmy Stewart's family signed off. That sounds nothing like Jimmy uh, Stewart. That's lame. But that I'm I'm okay with that. I, Hi, I'm Jimmy Stewart. I, the more they uh, <laughs> the more they get into AI, and the more that it can. Jimmy. <laughs> The name is Jimmy. Jimmy Stewart. Hoo ah! Come here. Ah, Susie, you smell good. And why? Uh, but I, I don't want the technology to get so good that they can they can do that type of thing. It's it's it doesn't feel right. It know? does not feel right. Yeah. I, I agree. It can be a little scary. So uh, I'm a scared. Yeah, you should be. You too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love those Pacino clips. Yeah. What a sham. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, yeah, that's anticlimactic. I apologize. Uh, Are you a fan of um around this around this time of the the rolling years? They say um it, it, it's a wonderful life. I have never watched uh, oh. the whole thing. It was oh. on the other night. Yeah, I I've, cry every time. I've watched uh, like a little bitch. Nick's crying like a little bitch. He's gonna suck it. It gets me, man. I, I, I don't know. It gets me in the feels. I uh, I've never uh, I've never watched it from beginning to end. I've I've watched chunks of it. That's not, that's not the whole thing. <clears throat> and I really should um, watch the whole thing. I was telling Rochelle, really, what I'd like to do is go watch some of these great movies. Not just holiday movies, just movies in general. Yeah. And not necessarily, I don't have to go all the way back to the golden age of Hollywood. But there's a lot of great movies I've never watched. I, I can help you. And yeah. I need to uh, I need to watch them. I can direct you. Well, you can buy, um, we we had one, we got one for Christmas one year. It was like 100 Greatest Movies, blah, blah, blah. Start I don't know. Ernest. And you, uh, it's a um, almost like you use a coin for a scratch yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you scratch them off after you've watched them. And I'd like to do that. I would like to do that. So Jimmy Stewart is one of the greats, obviously, with the Frank Capra movies, um, you know, Mr. Smith and It's a Wonderful Life and so on. Uh, but he is also in one of the best courtroom dramas ever made that at the time it was made, Preston, was considered incredibly scandalous. Hmm. Uh, did you ever see the movie Anatomy of a Murder? No. 
he plays a uh, like a, a, a he has real uh, sort of southern smarts, and he's he's uh, defending this um, uh, this client is Ben Gazzara. Okay, and, uh, it's it's a great movie, and he's but it, uh, for Jimmy Stewart, it would basically be like um, Dolly Parton starring in Two Girls in a Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it was really against type. It was yeah. against type. Okay, all right, interesting. Uh, but yeah, have you got some movies that, uh, that yes. maybe we should check out? I, 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 I love depression. Uh, all right, uh, let me see here. What do we need to do? Ah, speaking of movies, yeah. this is perfect. Uh, Casey's going to be hosting the advanced screening of Rebel Moon, uh, and this is coming up a week from tomorrow. Uh, so this will be seven o'clock showing at AMC Fashion District. I'm coming down, Case. You're going to go to that? Yeah, I have to. Yes. All right, we'll take color number ten and eleven, and we will give away passes for that. Two one five two six three W. MMR, our good friend Zack Snyder is the guy who brings you this film. Of course, he brought you movies like Man of Steel and 300 Army of the Dead. Uh, it's been decades. This has been his his uh, opus, you know, his, his big project. Well, yeah, when he wanted to make a Star Wars movie, now he's created his own universe. And, and if you see any, check out the trailer. It'll blow your mind. Yep. And you can catch it before it is released around uh, the world on Netflix starting on December 22nd. Uh, so this will be on the 19th. And it's a new universe that awaits you. 215-263-WMMR. We'll take those colors now. We'll set you up with those movies pa- movie passes. So we'll take a break. We'll get back in a second, and we'll get into another round of Bizarre File stories. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Wednesday, December 20th. We're taking the show on the road somewhere new. Broadcasting live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Maury's Piers, Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa, and Tito's Handmade Vodka. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed Nashville. And be sure to wear your ugly sweater for a shot at prizes from Miller Lite. Listen to the Preston and Steve show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Horizon Services, zero down, zero interest financing on select energy star rated systems, plus pay, uh, no payments for a year. Uh, visit horizonservices.com slash radio. Uh, this story is out of South Carolina. A man is accused of being at the center of a trash buildup and storm drain clogging. And there's a little more to this. So police say the culprit, his name is William Whitfield. He lives in the wooded areas along Bee's Ferry, like he just lives in the woods. Uh, Over the last decade, Whitfield has had 18 run-ins or arrests with the Charleston Police Department. Some of the incidents include trespassing, vandalization, I just ate a rock, drug violations, (laughs) setting trees on fire, I set them on fire, cutting them down, I cut them down, and throwing the trees, and I throw them, at moving cars. At moving cars. Uh, Officers say they witnessed Whitfield's Stuffing, stuffing storm drains with trash, branches, and other debris, causing them to be inoperable. So could he be more 
prototypical as far as a uh, guy who lives in the woods. Uh, no, he's he's that guy. He's that guy. Uh, the officer reported uh, to the scene, knew through prior instances of the same... I got a pet chipmunk. ...of the same nature. <laughs> All right, buddy. ...that Whitwheels was the likely <laughs> offender. Uh, back in 2021, Whitfield was accused of uh, and convicted of cutting down several of the city's trees, costing about $55,000. Reports state that he started... At least to the McElwain family. ...started a fire with the trees he cut down using a machete. Uh, and also, he's been convicted of being nude on <laughs> Bees Ferry Road, where he was standing in the roadway, pleasuring himself and humping trees. The, hell? the community is also concerned about Whitfield's safety, as well as his impact on the safety of others. I only hump high. And they are asking why he is allowed to call the woods his home. Shigamore slut. A city councilman, Stephen Bowden, said that he has received emails for years about the problem. Uh, Whitfield is scheduled to be in court uh, for one of the charges on December 19th. We've talked about these classic people. Everybody had one growing up in yeah. the neighborhood. There was the guy who wandered around. It was that guy. Yeah, yeah. And this is that guy. Yeah. Uh, it's been one of the universe's great mysteries, the disappearance of the first tomato grown in space. That is until this past week when the seven astronauts at the International Space Station announced on the 25th anniversary of the orbiter. We have a space rabbit aboard. Well, they found the rogue fruit. What? NASA astronaut Jasmine Mo- Mogbelli uh, said, well, we may have found something that someone had been looking for for quite a while. The tomato was the first to be harvested and grown in space, and it was grown in March by American astronaut Frank Rubio, who holds the record for the longest space flight at 370 days. The Red Robin tomato is harvested as part of a NASA experiment to grow produce in space for longer-term missions in the future. Rubio said it was a proud moment right up until the day he lost track of the fresh, fleshy food, a commodity up in space. He said, I put it in a little bag. He said, he ended up taking the tomato out of the safety of the Ziploc bag to show some students the prize proceed, uh, produce, but he seemed to misplace it afterwards. He said, I was pretty confident that I had Velcroed it where I was supposed to Velcro it, and then I came back and it was gone. Rubio said he unsuccessfully spent about 18 to 20 hours searching for the tomato and assumed that it would have uh, been dissected to the point where you couldn't tell what it was, or maybe it had been tossed into the trash accidentally. Uh, because of the weightlessness nature of space, any object that's not secured is likely to float off. And then the ISS, which is larger than a six-bedroom house, there's bound to be a plethora of good hiding spots for a lone tomato. Well, in the months since, uh, the produce vanished. Some of had suspected that he ate the tomato, a claim he denied until it was found. So this thing has been rolling around for like eight months. So a quick question, because there is oxygen in there, it would decompose, right? It would it would fall apart. And so wouldn't all that separate matter be floating around freely? Well, it was in a Ziploc bag. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that part. So I think he put the tomato back in the Ziploc bag. Okay. Mobelli was indeed quick to clear Rubio's name after announcing the discovery. Uh, they didn't offer details on where the tomato was found nor what condition it was in. The story's out of Australia. Josh Taylor was at a beach camp, uh, campground on Queensland's uh, Bribey Island on Saturday when he fell into a hole that had been reportedly dug to roast a pig. Oh, boy. Mr. Taylor was airlifted to the hospital shortly after the incident, but he died. What? Authorities are still investigating the circumstances that led to his death. And what I'm not sure about is whether he was buried when he fell right, into it right. or not. Uh, he was with friends when the incident occurred. It took about 15 people to pull him free. Uh, but Rangers performed CPR on him until paramedics arrived at the scene. 
They took him to the hospital, and he didn't make it. That's when you when you dig really deep holes at the beach. The, the, it can be really dangerous. People die every year because yeah. they think it, it has the appearance of being strong enough to yep. retain the walls, but it, no, yeah, they collapse often. Exactly. A group of high school students in Utah ran to the rescue and lifted up a vehicle to help save a mother and her two-year-old son trapped underneath in a dramatic scene captured on video. Students at Leighton Christian Academy rushed to the school's parking lot after a mother and her two children were hit and pinned underneath a vehicle. A three-year-old girl was able to free herself while the mother and son were still trapped underneath. Uh, the pastor and CEO, Chris Crowder, said, I looked across the parking lot, noticed a car, and they were screaming, so I ran over there and I I look under the car and I see a mom and a child underneath the car pinned. Oh my God. He said it was a split second. I immediately just ran into the building because I knew I had to get a lot of people to lift this car. Surveillance video shows about 20 students rush into the parking lot, surround the vehicle and pick it up an inch or two off the ground to allow the mother and her son to be pulled to safety. It's pretty amazing the footage. Yeah. Officials said that the victim, uh, the victims were hit by a driver temporarily blinded by sunlight. Uh, the mother was identified as Bridget Bridget Ponson. Uh, the two-year-old boy was flown to Children's Hospital. Uh, the two children are now out of the hospital and did not suffer any serious injuries. Uh, the mom was still in the hospital. But, yeah, they managed to actually... The footage. You get enough people together, you can actually lift a car. Yeah. And, uh, they got it up just enough to get them out of that. So it was a really close call, but they managed to help out. All right, and then uh, this is the final story we have for you. An off-duty captain took control of an air transit flight after the pilot suffered an uncontrollable nosebleed. Uh, the incident took place on a flight from Toronto to the Dominican Republic. Uh, an incapacitated ca- captain was temporarily unable to continue his duties because of an uncontrollable nosebleed, prompting the off-duty... There's a new pilot now. Pilot to take over. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a new pilot now. There's a new pilot now. <laughs> Alright, uh, the second uh, captain was traveling with family for vacation when he was called into action. A statement read, as one of our captains was on board with his family, uh, he was fit and able to take over the duties of the incapacitated captain for the remainder of the flight. A report from the Transportation Safety Board noted the pilot became incapacitated approximately three hours into the flight. Wow. Uh, The plane continued to the intended destination without further incident, and none of the people on board were injured. Have you ever had a a bad nosebleed like that? Yes. Yeah, and and like... I gotta get out of my it just, life. It just yeah, seems yeah. like it's never gonna end, and for whatever reason, it just keeps on going. But yeah, uh, this guy had it, but he was trying to fly a plane. And that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Yeah, Steve, I had a, a chronic ones when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, and it was uh, how long would they last? Uh, well, it was just every day. Oh, you know, oh. And, and so they would normally last like um, I don't know a few minutes or whatever. But it was, wow. it's just such a weird feeling because it feels like your nose is just running, just running. But it's just, it's uh, slightly until different. the crowd goes. <gasps> well, it's, it's a in a weird way, like it's a little warmer. Than yeah. It's not. It's and warm blood. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was just something that lasted for a while. Kathy made a gag face there for a moment. Yeah, I know. Kathy, not, have you noticed that the snot and blood, blood tastes different? Yeah. yeah. There are so many ways in which I turn Kathy on every morning. But hey, no. <laughs> Listen, this this is the truth, though. And and I learned this after having a couple of nosebleeds, and you can freak people out with it. Oh, yeah. Is you go. Oh, oh yeah. And then spit it. Yeah. And oh, it's blood. Yeah. It's Pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's yours. Hey, watch this. <laughs> oh, my God. What right. happened? That's the B-File. We're taking a break. We'll come back and we'll get to the lesson question, the trash, the music news when we return. So stay put. 
who's playing where, when. Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we have a. I'm gonna make sure I have the information here. There is a big friggin' deal. Yeah, here it is, uh, and it's with our friends at Montage Mountain. Oh. You get a lift ticket to Montage Mountain for just forty bucks, and that's better than fifty percent off. That's fifty five percent off the regular price of eighty nine bucks. Uh, so the uh, it's available now. You can use the keyword at uh, WMMR.com. The keyword is deal. All right. Uh, the vouchers are valid Monday through Sunday, excluding holidays and blackout dates. So that's pretty sweet. Montage is awesome. Yep. They have 140 acres of the most diverse terrain Pennsylvania offers open seven days a week and is 100% lit for night skiing as well. Oh. Uh, so get those now. The big freaking deal. While supplies last, and you can go to uh, WMR.com. Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. You can't see it, but it makes us laugh. Uh, yeah, he does this pointing thing with his tongue out. It's just, it's the best. Um, All right, uh, lesson question time. What do we have to give away? We have a four-pack of tickets to Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo. All right, and the question that we will ask. All right, let's do an animal-related question since it's a zoo prize pack that we're giving away. Wait, what escaped animal might kill Casey when he leaves work today? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. That was uttered around 845 this morning. What escaped animal uh. might kill Casey when he leaves work today? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it and you know it, you need to call it and come and get it. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. 
Brought to you this morning by Wawa. They have you covered with gift cards for everyone on your list from Wawa gift cards or gift card from your favorite brand. Happy holidays from Wawa. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the late Queen Elizabeth apparently wanted to make providing effective security for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle a top priority. However, many question the Queen's sincerity after hiring a gentleman who claimed to be the world's most accomplished practitioner of crab food. Oh, oh my God. God. Controversy in the rap world with Blueface accusing Offset of sleeping with female rapper Christian Rock. According to his inner circle, this has been going on for a while, when Blueface was just blue balls. Oh, oh my God. Now that Sofia Vergara has moved on to a new partner after a divorce from Joe Manganiello, uh, he has announced he is dating model Caitlin O'Connor. Manganiello says he, uh, excuse me, just when he thought he would never find another woman like Sofia Vergara, in walks a woman with, quote, even bigger jokes. That's <laughs> 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 your Hollywood <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, what escaped animal might kill Casey when he leaves work today? We'll go to Cat. Try and get that answer. Hi, Cat. Hello. All right. Hi. Cat, what, what escaped animal might kill Casey on the way home from work today? A polar bear. A polar bear. He's a cat. Hang on a second. We are going to give you that four-pack of tickets to Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo. Luminature is back for another season of sights, sounds, surprises at the Philadelphia Zoo. Now through January 6th with more than a million twinkling lights, it's the biggest and brightest holiday light show yet. Reserve your tickets now at PhiladelphiaZoo.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. That's right. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Brought to you by Valley Forge and Montgomery County, PA. Plan your holiday shopping trip to one of Monco's shopping destinations, including King of Prussia Mall. Visit valleyforge.org for more. Uh, over the weekend, and I didn't do my research and go find this audio or anything like that, right. but... David Lee Roth uh, dropped a very untraditional bluesy Christmas song. In a low, raspy voice, he tells the story of getting trashed with Santa Claus and Elvis. He sings that the paparazzi shows up, and then he gets interviewed by Oprah. It's an acoustic performance with a harmonica. Uh, the original audio song, Talking Christmas Blues, can be found posted on his Instagram account if you would like to check Man, that out. It has David Lee Roth all over it. Totally. Uh, Julian's auction of the collection of Dusty Hill of ZZ Top netted more than $3 million. Uh, the auction made history with his signature 1953 Fender Precision bass guitar, his most played instrument. It sold for $393,700. Uh, the price was second only to Paul McCartney's Yamaha BB-1200, which uh, sold for $496,000. I'm better than you! Oh, my God. <laughs> so wasn't, uh, wasn't Dusty... Uh... Didn't Hendrix say it was the, his favorite guitarist? No, that was uh, Billy Gibbons, the, Billy the Gibbons. guitarist. Uh, right. uh, Dusty was a bass player. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Other items of the late Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member include his fur bass guitar played on ZZ Top's Iconic Legs music video. Oh, wow. That went for $317,500. And a custom sky blue wool suit jacket with yellow and red embroidered flowers worn on the cover of the Fandango album. That sold for 
eleven thousand four hundred and thirty bucks. I wonder if they've ever auctioned off those original. Remember the keychains that they had that were yeah. supposed to be the all to those videos from the ZZ Top Mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band have added a Vegas stop to their 2024 world, world Tour, marking their triumphant return to Las Vegas for the first time in over 20 years. Uh, Bruce and company will perform at T-Mobile Arena. That'll be March 22nd. Uh, tickets go on sale this Thursday, December 14th. He's one that could do a Sphere gig. This is here? Um, I mean, he's got so much material, and so much of it adds to <clears throat> visuals, you know? So I would think that... Uh, <laughs> Kind of what Jersey looks like. <laughs> Pretty impressive, isn't it? <laughs> Got this uh, tattoo shop down there. <clears throat> Maybe this is the wrong venue for that. <laughs> <laughs> Late Doors frontman Jim Morrison would have been 80 years old last Friday, December 8th. That's where J-Wow used to live. J-Wow. <laughs> Jersey Shore. Yeah. And uh, both of the band's surviving members, guitarist Robbie Krieger and drummer John Densmore, honored his memory. Uh, Densmore took part via Zoom in a special Q&A screening event at the Orpheum Theater in Saugerties, New York. He chatted about uh, Doors and uh, the Doors and Morrison's legacy. Also in memory, Morrison Krieger played a concert with his solo band called the Soul Savages. He says they plan to release an album next month, but uh, I guess they, they wish him a... Uh, would have been an 80th, uh, happy 80th birthday. Probably they never started a cottage in, cottage industry where they installed uh, storm doors. Uh, the doors? <laughs> that's actually, that would have been... Right? Uh, I mean, it's I in the name. Robbie Krieger. <laughs> I am Robbie Krieger. <laughs> Perhaps you remember from the band The Doors. Yeah. Well, I've been living indoors, yeah. and now it's time for you to have one of my doors. <laughs> doors, doors. Doors, doors. They call it yeah. that. Huh? Doors, doors, doors. Uh, the Pogues frontman Shane McGowan <clears throat> has officially been laid to rest. On Friday, December 8th, fans, friends, and collaborators alike came together to honor the Irish uh, icon's life and legacy with a moving funeral in Dublin. Outside uh, the St. Mary's of the Rosary Church, where the ceremony was held, though, uh, another touching tribute was taking place. Mourners took to the streets of Dublin to sing McGowan's songs. We have audio of this, by the way. Uh, fans who had been waiting on the streets to see his funeral procession um, pass by where they ended up sticking around and led to an impromptu jam session. Musicians equipped with banjos, harmonicas, and tin whistles led the arrangement. So I'll play a little bit of this for you. Consisted of people of all ages coming together to celebrate the folk tradition that uh, he was a torch bearer of. And as one tweet put it, this is the real Dublin. Um, I remember when we were there, uh, the first time we did a live broadcast from, from Dublin ages ago. Or yeah. not Dublin, uh, this is in Newcastle West. But we were in a pub and people would just start sing. to sing. Yeah. I mean, there was no... 
There was no sound system. There wasn't anything playing in the pub. Love that. People would just start to sing together, and it was pretty freaking magical. It's what you wanted it to yep. be. Yep. Uh, Fairy Tale of New York is one of my favorite songs because it's just people. You know, uh, there's a there's a, a downside and a plus side, and I guess we're stuck with each other's side. And but it, there's something about it, especially the imagery that that just you know is very cool. So, but yeah, you're right, Preston. That was that was real Ireland. That's yeah. what you had hoped it would be. Yep. At the funeral itself, McGowan was honored by Nick Cave, who performed an emotional rendition of A Rainy Night in Soho. Uh, since his passing on November 30th due to complications from pneumonia and viral encephalitis, uh, tributes have come in from uh, Nick Cave, Tom Waits, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bono, Flea, Jason Kelsey, mm. and many others. Well, they had covered um, Fairy Tale of New York, uh, he and his brother. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Right, and so um, uh, he had gotten a good feedback, or they, he had sent them good feedback about the song, so Shane McGowan. Uh, and one more story, uh, it's been more than 27 years since Sublime performed their last show with Bradley Knoll. The band's lead singer died of a heroin overdose in 1996. Uh, his son, Jacob, was 11 months old at the time. Uh, but tonight, Sublime bassist Eric Wilson, Sublime drummer Bud Gawk, and Jacob Knoll, son of the late Bradley Knoll, will perform together for the first time. Uh, Jacob has found his own music career as the front man and guitarist for Jacob's Castle. Uh, the event bringing the trio together is a benefit show for Brad, uh, Bad Brains guitarist H.R., uh, who's had to quit touring due to health issues. So that'll be tonight that they actually play together. And you never know, it might lead to something down the road. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. So, All right, and that's uh, the last item in music news. We are going to take a break. When we return, we'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week. We're expecting the triumphant return of one Mr. Pierre Robert from vacation. So stay with us. We'll be back in a little bit. The MMR is coming to your from the Preston and Steve Show Wednesday from 4 to 6 for a Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition pre-party at Milk Boy 1100 Chestnut Street in Center City. Enter for a chance to win passes for Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Complete details at WMMR.com We are at the end of today's program. The Monday one. It's always good to get the Monday one out the way. Absolutely. You're on your way to uh, the weekend. No. Oh. On our way to, well, I guess, yeah, technically we are on our way to well, I was trying to rush things. I know. Yeah. That's okay. I yeah. appreciate the <laughs> I appreciate the nudge, man. <laughs> we could definitely use it. We're getting so close. I mean, to, towards vacation and all that stuff. And, of course, Christmas Miracle and all. It's just... Um, I'm sorry. You know what? There's a, it's a double-edged sword, though, because I love savoring all of the, the holiday stuff. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and, and so you want to sop it all up. But the good thing about it is, though, is it, it lingers for a little bit. I it, mean, once you get past the 25th... That stuff hangs out for a little while, and that's when I kind of enjoy it more personally. Well, our family gathering, um, as legend has it over the years, is actually occurs uh, the weekend after New Year's, mm. so that the uh, stress yeah. and the onus of all that stuff is removed, and it makes it a lot more enjoyable. I applaud that plan, sir. Yeah. I do. Uh, I would like to thank our one and only guest this morning, Mr. Eric Schwartz. Yay! Who has a very cool comedy special. It's a it's a high-tech, uh, full-bodied event that is available on YouTube, and it is absolutely free. If you want to get some laughs and, and uh, check that out, feel free to do it. Eric Schwartz. You can find his uh, channel on YouTube, and he's across all social platforms. 
And the Schwartz is with him. Super nice guy. We'll always be with him. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Robert is back from vacation. Nice to see you, sir. And to see you kids is a swell thing. Like your uh, your festive necklace. That must mean one thing and one thing only. That is correct. He's got the lit up Christmas light necklace. And I think the elves are going to get to work today. Today is the beginning of the transformation that Kathy so looks forward to every (laughs) year. Uh, It is the Victorian Martha Stewart Christmas that you so crave, Kathy, that we endeavor to create. One of these years we'll have to deliver. I know we, we almost got close to it this year of the of the uh, de- decoration battle yeah. between the Moore Courier and Ives, uh, Kincaid <laughs> Christmas that <laughs> Kathy embraces, and your um, explosion in a paint store, Liberace on Hassett deal. Yeah, I really was hoping we could have that this year. Cause, uh, I know. Uh, we I were so close. Something fell through. I don't know what, but whatever it was. You know, Bill actually wanted to move up his uh, retirement to get ahead of the <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, he's got that going for him, and that's a good thing. Uh, I didn't ever took my Christmas tree down. Really? Uh, From last year? Yeah, it's been up all year. Wow. Uh, I did take the ornaments off about July or August. Well, that's only and, appropriate. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. And But the, it's a, one of those aluminum trees, uh, so it's got f- wild lights on it, and it turns it uh, wild colors, and then it shoots up to my roof, and then it makes uh, twirly colors of It's not a missile. <laughs> it could be. It could be, and it could be seen from outer space. Um, but um, yeah, And it occurred to me, I've... I've never taken it down. I got so used to looking at it, I wow. didn't even see it anymore. Do you decorate up your house inside? Uh, not so much. A little bit here yeah. and there. I give everything I have to this place. Okay. You used to have a party where you invite people over. I always thought this is a brilliant idea. You give them some booze, and they come over, and they decorate your tree and right. decorate some stuff around the house. And I, did you just get away from doing that? or did I sort of got away. Yeah. But uh, some friends do come over and do it when I'm away. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, well, it's just like, can we hire someone for that? But you can, actually, you can. There's all yeah. these companies now that decorate. What do we have? One of our sponsors, Bryn Mawr Lights or something. Christmas lights will come out and decorate your house. I don't know if they do the inside or not. Uh, and uh, But nonetheless, um, yeah, there it was. All right, so it gets started today. Yes, and right, uh, they've apparently brought, just brought up the pink Christmas tree. Oh, excellent. Which, uh, it's bright pink, and Liberace would be proud, and Kathy cannot stop touching that uh, tree. She loves it. She I loves it she, so much. She really has a fondness for the shotgun shells. It, oh, it's, it's Pepto-Bismol really pink, that tree. It really mind. is yeah. Pepto-Bismol pink. And nothing, I would uh, follow up Preston's point, is nothing says Christmas <laughs> like red and green <laughs> shotgun shells. <laughs> Yeehaw. Light them up, fellas. We've got uh, to get our, our, right. our nativity, living nativity video up on. Oh, that's, my God. And behind, behind us is all of your decorations. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. resplendent. Uh, yeah. Uh, Marissa had filmed, I think, last year. Uh, it was in vogue to do uh, bombs, little Christmas video bombs, meaning yeah. you show you do something and then you drop something and then it transforms. And so we were in the studio and uh, we did it before. And then we dropped a Christmas bomb and the next thing was the explosion. The pu- oh. The Christmas pukage, if you will. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and the theme is you don't need to throw anything. You don't have lights at work. Don't worry about that. Slap them against the wall. Put big masking tape up, duct tape, slap them against the wall. They'll hang there. And then from that hanging, you can hang other things. Yeah. We found, one of the kids a couple of years ago found a microphone stand in a closet. They go, 
this is ripe for decoration. <laughs> and indeed it was. So we raised the pole like you would on stage or the mic. Uh, there's no mic on it, but just the stand. And we started decorating and twirling around it. And it became a beautiful mic stand. Far more beautiful in its Christmas madness than it was in its originality. Makes total sense. Thank you. I you're, you're the Martha Stewart of your type of decorating. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or the, what's the guy from um, Timothy the Leary. Future? Or the Timothy <laughs> Leary. Timothy Leary, <laughs> the LSD addled. I like that even yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, Uncle Tim. Uncle Tim. Call me Uncle Tim. I'm ready, Presbo. Nice, brother. All, All right. right. Uh, how about we do the letter? Yo ho. Get started. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter D, as in decorate. Ah, and it gets underway. We are going to give away for the Word of the Week prize a stock car racing experience, Pocono Raceway. Christmas is right around the corner. Don't give another gift that's boring. You can put that special someone behind the wheel of a heart-pounding 160-mile-per-hour stock car on the Super Speedway at Pocono Raceway. Get a gift voucher at 877stockcar.com. That's 877stockcar.com. So what is going on today, dude? Well, we'll have a workforce box of uh, Motley Crue uh, for Nikki Six's birthday, a block of the Who, and uh, I don't... Has the station started playing Christmas music? I don't think we haven't heard any yet. Okay, so uh, we'll begin that officially uh, with a giant Christmas block uh, coming up. um, Nice, somewhere between twelve and one or one thirty or two ish or something. All right, excellent. Thank you, Pierre. Good to see you, by the way. Oh, and I have Def Leppard tickets. I just realized. Oh, yes, can't leave that out. Def Leppard and Steve Miller will be appearing sometime. It doesn't have a date or when they go on sale, but apparently they're coming sooner or later, and I'll have tickets for it whenever it is, wherever it is. All right. All right. good. All right. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Wawa. Wawa has a gift card for everyone on your list. Happy holidays from Wawa. And also brought to you by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan tomorrow on the program. We will have Weird Al Yankovic. Wow. We will also have Darlene Love oh, on the show. It's phenomenal. And we'll do Tattoosday and many other things. So it's going to be a good one. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.